This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, oh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 269 of this, or I'm sorry, 299, what I'm on, 269, 299 of this week in culture, man. Damn, we right there on 300. Man. Yo, 300 on Snowfall? I keep it 300. Fitting. Like the, what he said? <laughs> Like the Romans, like the Romans, <laughs> nigga. Like, like Romans. the Romans. Hey, man. Um, two ninety nine, man. We didn't get a lot of these pods, yo. A whole lot more when you count the Patreon, the extra episodes, all that shit. Want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, all the day ones and the fucking day zeros, man. Welcome back. We in the building. Uh, it's your boy, man. And Wood, aka Trinidad, and aka One Half of the Culture. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson. One half of the culture. One half of everything was popping. And this week we back to um talk a little bit of that Tariq shit, man. A little of that power ghost shit. Um kick it with y'all. We got a couple voice notes about power, see what uh Tariq and the gang been up to. Um we also gonna talk a little bit about uh Jonathan Majors and the accusations that disappeared very quickly. Um lawyer got them charges to fuck up out of here. Um yo man, let's let's kick it right there, bro. Uh so over the weekend um, Jonathan Majors got arrested for allegedly choking his girlfriend in a domestic dispute. Um, they pulled up on him about eleven o'clock on a Saturday night. Came to his apartment in uh in New York, got him out of there, charged him. Um, initially the woman was unnamed in the situation, but it came out that it was in fact his girlfriend. They said she had minor injuries to her head and neck area. Um, and that she was taken to a hospital, a local hospital where she was stable. Uh, Majors got charged with strangulation, assault, and harassment. Um, and then the charges just went away. They went away. Um, magically, all the charges went away. Uh, Jonathan Majors' lawyer put out a statement. She said Jonathan Majors is... She? Yeah, yeah, Priya Chaudhry. Is his lawyer She said um, Jonathan Majors is completely innocent And is provably the victim of an altercation With a woman he knows We're quickly gathering and presenting evidence to the DA With the expectations that all charges will be dropped imminently This evidence includes video footage from the vehicle Where this episode took place Witness testimony from the driver of said vehicle and others who both saw and heard the episode. And most importantly, two written statements from women or from the woman recanting all allegations. All the evidence proves that Mr. Majors is entirely innocent and did not assault her whatsoever. Unfortunately, this incident came about because this woman was having an emotional crisis for which she was taken to a hospital yesterday. The NYPD is required to make an arrest in these situations, and that is the only reason Mr. Majors was was arrested. 
we expect all charges to be dropped soon and then lo and behold all charges were dropped so how you feel about that man uh <laughs> y'all not gonna like this answer <laughs> this shit ain't none of my business dog like in real life it's none of my business um I don't know enough about Jonathan Majors to say, yo, this is like him. This is not like him. Um, I have no, I don't know anything about the girl. I can only take it for the information that has been presented. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if they say I got this shit on tape, my G and on tape, two witnesses and a driver. I mean, I know the Marvel bag is deep, but like, that's a lot of evidence. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like I remember uh it was a case where a black guy got accused of like attacking a white woman and then like some elevator footage came out and she was beating him up and she ultimately killed him. Mm. Um but now I remember started, she was like an Instagram influencer yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. She ultimately then they start looking at like, yo, was this self defense? And yeah. A whole bunch of weird shit. I mean, I don't know. Um, we've talked about this in the past. I would just like with me, yeah, personally, Jason Johnson. If you know me my whole life, or you know me, and you see an accusation about me that goes against everything that you ever heard, known, like everything, right? I wonder all the time. Would people give me the benefit of doubt and stand on the person that you think you know, or would y'all just go with the rumors and start spreading that shit? I ha- I do not know the answer to that question. Um, it's hard to to figure an answer to that because you think that everybody who really knows you right knows you well enough to know what some shit is that you absolutely would not do right. Um, no, nah, Jay wouldn't put his hands on a woman like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you never know what niggas be, and and that's. That's the part where I think internet cynicism has taken us, where now it's always a case of, but you never know. And yeah, you don't ever know. You never know the situation. You never know the scenario. But based on whatever you do know about a person, I think there's always enough there, right? If I know you the way I know you, there's enough there for me to be like, let me see what the fuck really happened before I place a fucking judgment on them, right? You don't have to prove it to me. And that's the thing, man. We, um, you know, our motherfuckers always be like, yo, you're not judge, jury, or executioner. Somewhere along the line, the internet and the streets became judge in their mind, right? Um, but they're only judged when you're guilty, right? Niggas never come back out the way that they said this young lady recanted her statement um, after all this, another like, evidence came out. The streets don't ever come back and recant their statements, right? Like um, the unfortunate situation where the lawyer um, hired some friends and other people to to kill Hutch, mm-hmm. the jeweler mm-hmm. here in Detroit, um, for like some insurance money and stuff mm-hmm. like this. But the entire internet was convinced, oh, Hutch was snitching and did the street Man. dudes killed Man. him because of. This and that and, went nuts, and the guy they arrested, oh, that was this is he not the right one, and this and that. The person they arrested was exactly the person yeah. who did it. Yeah, um, and then told on. They said that like, nigga didn't look like he had business to do with Hutch, fam. Like yeah, shooter. Yeah, but like they don't come back and say, no, we got this one wrong. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, it's just on to the next one. 
And that's what it is, dog. There are no, unfortunately, there are no ramifications for going online and spewing whatever the fuck you want to spew, even if it means killing a man's character, right? Um, for instance, with this Jonathan Majors incident, and to your point, I don't know Jonathan Majors from a can of fucking paint, dog. I know his character in Lovecraft Country. I know his character in uh, fucking Ant-Man and some of the other shit, Creed. I, I That's all I know yeah. is the characters that he portrays, but... From what I've heard from this incident from Saturday today, today is Monday, that's two days barely, it don't sound like this is some shit that he did, um, and if he did, it don't sound like he was the initiator of whatever abuse might have happened in that car. Once I got the videotape, and the videotape is enough to for the... For the prosecution or the... the Shit, the police, police, everybody, yeah. To drop charges... I would think that's enough, but you know, when there are so many different players involved, yeah. or perceived players involved, it's like, well, you know, Marvel's involved, so they won't let this. They'll make it go away. But did they make it go away, or did you see a tape that says, "I ain't do nothing"? Yeah, I literally do not know, and I'm not caping for him because if he choke somebody up, my nigga, you got to deal with that. Yeah, You know what I'm saying Like you got to deal with that 100% And I don't Here's the thing right Cause niggas will be quick to say Yo Marvel made that go away um, And that Marvel bag is is big And all that shit But it's like yo If the nigga abused her I don't give a fuck How big that Marvel bag is There's probably no recovering If he actually committed that shit Even if the fucking shit went away But yeah. if this shit went away With evidence that he didn't do nothing it don't take a Marvel bag. Marvel don't. Marvel ain't said a word. <laughs> I haven't seen the 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 victims allege bruises, the injuries, and all that. Yeah. I haven't seen the tape that says I didn't do it. Yeah, I really don't know shit about Jonathan uh, Majors. To be perfectly honest, I just know this shit was grand opening, grand closing before we could get in this podcast to talk about it. So whatever happened, whether it was his lawyer saying, "Yo, it's mad evidence out there to the contrary of whatever the charges were." And she was having a personal episode And police gotta arrest somebody in that case Well shit nigga If the charges is dropped And we don't see no more about it Then that's all I could go off of But I do think that As the internet does You niggas were a little too quick To start with the fucking um, 10 page essays And all the fucking articles And theories And, and the fucking Twitter threads And shit that y'all get into Every time one of these incidents happens Involving a black man Meanwhile, your auntie, I swole up. <laughs> I, sh- I try not to laugh at that. <laughs> I try not to laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because now I want to make the title, I swole up. <laughs> I mean. Because you a loquacious hoe, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what, <laughs> I could make some really bad jokes. Yo, right they're now. only getting worse, nigga. Let's uh, <laughs> What does Jonathan say? No. <laughs> what does Jonathan Majors <laughs> tell a woman with two black eyes? <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> this is probably the part we get canceled. I'm sorry, dog. We fuck with Jonathan heavy. Nah, man. We fuck with Jonathan Majors heavy, but shit, we just fuck with the acting. We unless don't know shit gotta, about dog. Unless he got to tell you twice, then we not fucking with it. But <laughs> if he not telling you twice, then we fucking with it. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> and to be fair, he not that loquacious of a nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? He don't, he don't talk too much. He do. Yeah. He bought that action. <laughs> you seen him in Creed? That nigga switched up. 
<laughs> That's another thing that I'm like, yo, Jonathan Majors isn't like a little dude, dog. So I'm like, if he had, I, I saw what was alleged to be a picture of the girl yeah, or the woman. It? If he had did something to her, like, I feel like that would have looked a lot worse. So I'm I'm hoping that he didn't because I feel a, like he really could have hurt that woman. Was this Chris Rock? He was like, I told you. Around with them white girls. <laughs> it was a whole bit about. And that's, you know what, dog? Sadly, that was where most of the fucking, um, like the diatribe and the and the fucking think pieces and shit that I saw over the weekend. That's where they lean to, right? Is yeah. him dating a white woman. And I'm like, dog, we not finna talk like black women ain't abused or in abusive relationships. Like, we not finna talk like being with a black woman and being a black woman in a relationship means that your abuser won't be a black man. Like, that shit happens, dog. Like I said, your cousin asshole up. You said your auntie. Now it's the cousin and the aunt. It's yep. a mother daughter jump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she jumped in. But it's it is she fucked up because it's like I don't like the narrative that him being with a white woman all of a sudden makes her the so villain. whatever, so toxic that he gotta abuse her now. Like, wait, what? How do we get to that theory? Dog? Or so, or the toxic theory that somehow because she's white. She drew the evil out of him, mm. and that's the only yeah, reason. Yeah. Is because if he was with a black I don't woman, like that. I don't then like that. it wouldn't be like you know. I don't something. like that because one, it undermines black women who are abused. Yeah, and it also kind of portrays him in a light where somehow this is racism's fault. Yeah, that he did. Like you know, I, I it's just, just like it gets weird, dog. And I, I feel like if you had four paragraphs or twenty tweets to write about him dating this white woman and that making him an evil abuser, you kind of weird to me, dog. Like that's that's just a lot, especially when we weren't presented with really no like evidence before we got to the little we got on Saturday night was all gone away by Sunday night, bro. Yeah, and this moon is one Twitter account talking about. The people at Yale and such and such such no. Oh no, I'm gonna read that shit you sent me, cause that 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 was wild. That was wild. So this lady tweeted, or this guy tweeted. Pardon me. He looked like a woman in the thing, don't he? All right. Dog tweeted. I'm just gonna say this about Jonathan Majors and be done with it. Folks at Yale and the broader New York City community have known about him for years. He's a sociopath and abuser, and that is how virtually everyone speaks about him. It's a shame it took this long for him to be reported. I'm already seeing a bunch of why didn't you do anything, folks. People have tried. Ultimately, needed a victim to come forward. It's both simultaneously awful to know he's still doing this and also a relief that he may never get to do it again. A bunch of us are close with people and sometimes multiple people he has directly harmed. I don't know if they will speak on it. It is completely their decision. Fam, when you make a statement like that, accusing me of shit that's never been reported, not and not that niggas and, don't and, get away with shit all the and time, and that may never not be reported. But you're accusing me of a lot of shit. You talking about multiple people? This is multiple accounts. There are people from Yale to New York, um, and everywhere in between Yale and New York, um, or New York City specifically, who know about this nigga, um. When you accuse me of that and you say it so matter-of-factly, dog, during a time where this report comes out and I'm already starting to take heat to my reputation and now you come in with a viral tweet and add to that shit and all of this is unfounded, that's the racism part, nigga. That's the fucked up part. That's, that's the part just, where being a black man is fucked up. That's just dirty work, man. That's dirty as fuck, nigga. Cause what dirty. You're coming out and you telling stories. Let's say there was somebody who was abused. Why are you telling their story? 
Who are you to tell this story? If this was some shit he did when he was in college at Yale, not that he should be fucking absolved of it, but if that person was never comfortable enough to come out, why you come out with the accusations, bro? Who was you? Square with him, though. Yeah. Like, you should. Like, you ain't hold your homegirl down? Hold your homegirl down. Come on, nigga. If you, like, it's just, because he wasn't always Creed size. I posted the pics. That nigga was beat upable. Could have jumped that nigga. Uh, y'all seen it on my gram But it's just It's so wild that with When it comes to abuse Domestic abuse uh, Men abusing a, a woman A black man abusing a white woman Which is a really dangerous accusation to make by the way um, You can say that shit And boom it's stamped It's on your fucking jacket now It's on his jacket no matter what And it's never coming off Like that, he already lost his deal Apparently he had a sponsorship deal with the army <laughs> they took his deal immediately Sunday morning. I don't know if he was ever in the fucking army. I don't know how he got to deal with the army, but whatever it was, they I'm, took his shit. I'm so in the army, dog. Took his shit first thing Sunday morning, nigga. Like they was like, nope. They well, they didn't take the deal. They pulled all his fucking ads that he was involved in. So maybe he does a new ad with them niggas later, and when they find out that all his shit was um recanted but it's just wild dog it's a very slippery slope because you want abusers to be fucking arrested and tried and get all the shit that they got coming to them but if a nigga ain't abused nobody it's really wild to make that accusation because he can't get away from it dog like the the evidence that they saying they got that evidence needs to come out for the court of public opinion to relax man it was this one young lady who i saw when those jonathan majors and Steve Harvey Jr. Uh, pictures came out. Oh yeah, and about how y'all can't do this to our black man, and they need to be black boy joy and everything. And then this came out and was trashing that nigga. Mm. Mm. Man, that same black boy who deserved all the joy, he don't deserve the benefit of the doubt either. Woo! Like you literally Woo. never thought I've you've never heard of a bad thing for him. You heard one allegation and went directly to the paragraphs. Man, man. Went directly to the long-ass Facebook post. Man, man. I saw somebody yesterday on I Facebook. I muted them. Well, you know how you can be like, unfollow, but yeah, don't yeah. unfriend? Fuck out of yeah. here, dog. I saw somebody yesterday on Facebook. Um, it was actually right when I woke up, you know, doing my little morning shit, checked the socials, and it was the first post because they had a bunch of comments happening. But this girl was killing Jonathan Majors to the point that somebody in the comments was like, hey, yo, I know you live in New York. Like, do you know Jonathan Majors? Because the way she was talking, it felt personal, right? <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, so you don't know this nigga, never been around this nigga, that ain't your circle. So this is one of them things that we do all the time, that when it benefits us, we can co-op somebody trauma like a motherfucker mm. and speak from the heart. Mm. Well, guess what? You can't get PTSD from somebody else's trauma. I don't give a fuck what that trauma was. It didn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as if it happened to you. Yeah. It's not. Now, I said that, and I'm really talking about something else, but a lot of y'all people be co-opting slavery and, and different, different, a lot of other shit that never happened to you, Yeah, but you swear up and down, you talk like it happened to you. Yeah. Like, you know you can't do that, right? Yeah. You ain't never, you a nigga on the, you a rap, you, you a rap fan. Acting like you actually sold drugs. Mm. 
You don't know how, you don't know how it is, do you, <laughs> nigga? Yo. Do you know how it is on the mean <laughs> streets of Boston, nigga? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> like niggas be co-opting a whole bunch of shit, man. But it's just it's it's really wild to me um how quickly when there's something negative said about somebody, whether you know it to be fact or not, how quickly we'll form an opinion, state that opinion, defend that opinion. And then when the shit comes out to be either unfounded, recanted, or both. Well, you know, you never know. And it's like, damn, dog. But you didn't know when you said it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. You but do that, never know. But when the, you That's the problem. You never know. Yeah, you didn't know. You never knew because you didn't know. And you made a very fucking matter of fact. Boom, nigga, this is life. This is truth. And it's just like, dog, sometimes it's really not, bro. And you can't put that on a nigga jacket. Man, I think it's important, this situation aside, mm-hmm. man, I think it's important to support your friends when they're going through something, man. Facts. Even publicly, if it, if need be. Because sometimes, man, that be the thing that they need. And when nobody does that, even when they come out of it, they never the same. Yeah. I know this is not related at all. Yeah. But- I was watching the Khalif Browder shit a couple weeks ago again. That shit still gets to me every time, nigga. Like, he quote-unquote made it out of his situation, but he still wasn't ever the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. not saying that he didn't get support because he got a lot of He got a lot of it, it when his story came out, yeah. right? But couldn't get none of it while he was going through it. And, like, sometimes that support that we give to motherfuckers comes a little late. It comes after the damage is done. If you've already damaged a nigga mentally because you done turned on him or you done ignored him, in Khalif Browder's case, he was ignored for all this time. Evidence was ignored. Niggas just left him to fucking rot, which I still think is literally fucking inhumane and should be illegal for the state of New York to put niggas in fucking Rikers until they go to trial. Like, what, nigga? All the shit in New York, all them buildings in New York, y'all ain't got no other space for me but to go to fucking Rikers and sit? Man, it's one of those things because that story brung up a whole bunch of the stuff where we're dealing with now where it's that, yo, these people need bail. Facts. No matter what the charge is, they need bail. Yeah. I was watching some reading some stories on Crime in the D about somebody who did whatever he was accused of doing and then the judge put him on bail and it was like, no, we got to hold these judges responsible. They got to keep these people locked up. Mm. I'm like, but you can't have it both ways, though. Yeah. Right. You, you, you're not innocent until proven guilty, and you can't keep somebody in prison or in jail indefinitely because they can't afford to pay the bail or something like that. Yeah. So when you yeah. give them a reasonable bail and they get out and they do something wild, it's like, no, these, it's the judge's fault. Well, it's our fault, too, because we literally just asked yeah. for that not to happen. Yeah. Like, we said, nah. He accused of this, but yeah. he didn't. We don't know if he did it yet, and you can't keep him in in jail. So now it's like, so what is it? Do we keep him in jail, or do we give him bail so they can be out here to fight their case? And like, who is the who is the the person who says for this one case? Yes, you can come out, yeah. but you because you don't know if I did it or not. And the wild part, um, because I remember I I had a similar discussion in a class about this. Way back in like fucking 0203. Um, similar conversation. We was just talking about um, uh, the inequity in bail across the country, right? And Because it's not supposed to be punitive. Yeah. 
And um, during that conversation, what came up, because we were talking to a uh, P.O., it was a PO from Lansing who was there in the class that day. And what he mentioned was he was like, yo, he love for minorities to be able to afford the bail that they're given and not be given um, inequitable bail and, and have to sit in fucking county or in Rikers or whatever you got to sit in until you await trial or as you await trial. But he was like, where it's fucked up is they don't have a fucking POs to have the man out because somebody in the class suggested, oh, why don't you just put a tether on niggas? You know what I'm saying? You give a nigga bail, put a tether on them. You know where they at all times. If they commit a crime, you know where the fuck they was at. You know if they did it or not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he was like, well, nigga, you got to have somebody to monitor the tether. We don't have the fucking POs or the hours. I got, nigga said something like, wow. He said he had like 118 cases on his desk or some shit. And it's like, all right, you can't. That's impossible, dog. So it's kind of fucked every way you look at it, right? You clip your tether. How long do it take for me to find out that you clipped it? You know what I'm saying? Response, especially if I got 117 other cases on my desk and I'm monitoring niggas who might really be out, like who did a crime and got the fuck out. Now I can't even watch the fact that you clip your tether. By the time I get to your case, you've been out for two hours committing crimes. Nigga, it's just, it's really fucked up. I don't know what the solution is, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's not easy to absolve somebody of being wrongfully accused of something and i'm not saying that jonathan majors was wrongfully accused in this situation i'm saying from what came out saturday night at 11 30 p.m um to what got recanted yesterday afternoon we didn't know nothing we didn't know shit then we really don't know shit now all we know is he got accused of something he got recanted we got zero facts in front of us so nobody should have made a fucking statement who wasn't one of the people who should be making statements. Like, that's just what it is, dog. Because once you pick them sides and you put that jacket on a nigga, if it ain't true, he can't get it off him, dog. And if it is true, hey, he a fuck nigga, and I'm with dog on Twitter. I hope he do get caught for his crimes. Right now, you ain't got nothing but hearsay going on, dog. And that's not enough for me to just accuse a nigga who I ain't never heard shit about, bro. Or he method acting. <laughs> Cause Kane was fucking old girl up in that movie, yeah. and that man, yo. <laughs> yo, he was fucking. Oh, no, she up. the girl who accused him? Cause I believe that. <laughs> I believe that that nigga was swinging hard. I don't care about no damn uh, movie. You hitting me a little too fake hard, nigga. Um, yo, man, peace to to old girl. Cause if she was dealing with like a personal mental episode or whatever the fuck, um, that statement by the lawyer said, I hope she get her help too. Cause that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like. And if she was abusing him, I hope that that's resolved. Yo, I like when they say single vehicle <laughs> car crash. Tim, how do you roll your vehicle over by yourself on a street? Now, yeah, it's you, a student driver. But but still, though, like <laughs> the student driver and the instructor injured after a single vehicle rollover crash. If you the instructor, you sue everybody. In the Lavonia. student, the school, the hey, parents. This is one mile away from me. Look what this mm -hmm. shit is at. Middle belt, yep, 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 yep. Nigga, this is where uh, I know exactly what I say. The old Sears is right mm -hmm. there. And, mm -hmm. uh, oh man, that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's only funny because they ain't died. Nigga, Sean, I'm pretty sure they ain't passed. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> um. Speaking of students, I just want to real, I'm going to get in and out of this because this shit makes me emotional every fucking time. Um, but rest in peace to them students and the faculty who passed in that uh, shooting in Nashville. It was a school shooting today in Nashville. 
um, the fifth school shooting ever committed by a woman. Fifth? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, the fifth one ever committed by a woman. Um, police saw her in the school with the rifles before. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't remember if I read that she got gunned down or she killed herself. Um, but they got her on, like, everybody's seen her walking through the school with the rifles. Um, she was a 28-year-old woman and a former student at that school. But she clearly ain't been there in a lot of years. She was 28, man. Um he said she was like a graphic designer or something. Like, lived like a pretty, what seemed like a normal life. But apparently she was going through something because she went in there. She killed, I believe, three students and three faculty members before she got. Um, terrible to hear about, dog. I, school shootings bother me in a different way because niggas don't wake does up and go have, to school to be killed. Bro. Does she have, like, a kid to go there or something? I have no clue. All they said was she was a former student. But even calling her a former student at 28 sounded weird because that's been a while, dog. It's been 25 years Yeah like bro This was a No That's just weird to me dog I just don't understand When you having a bad day Why you go to a school I don't think about school Yeah Like you go to like elementary Like I wouldn't even Yeah I I can't get in the mind of somebody Who would go kill Just a bunch of innocent kids Innocent people in general But like kids dog like, you walked in there, it's literal school students going on about their fucking day, going to fucking math class, gym, whatever, and you start shooting them, dog. That's that's an evil mind, bro. I, I, I don't ever want to get in that type of mind frame. But, um, yeah, rest in peace to the students who died. Um, rest in peace to the faculty who died. And uh, salute to um the Nashville Police Department for getting that handled before it was further damaged, man. But, um, yeah, man, uh, all my students, all my faculty, dog, y'all. I don't know, man. It's wild to have to tell students and teachers to keep their head on the swivel, bro. Like, that's just, that's wild as fuck to me, man. Um, I remember being younger, one of my aunts, rest in peace, my Aunt Gloria, she was a uh, principal at Weber Middle School. And um, this was back before she was even principal. She was still a teacher then. Her and a bunch of faculty, school had just ended. They was coming out to school. And this dude walked up to one of the teachers, found out later he was her husband, and shot her right in the back of the head, dead in front of the school. That is fucking like, crazy. They had a domestic dispute, got into some shit like the previous day, had apparently had like a, a ongoing domestic situation. And um dog came up to the school after she got out and killed her right in front of everybody. Um, and then he killed himself, I believe, if I'm remembering that correctly. But it's just wild because it's like, yo, this was something you was dealing with at home. Why the fuck did you bring that up here to scar all these goddamn kids and these faculty members, bro? That's just some wild shit. I I will never understand putting other people in your personal situation, man. Like, and it sounds wild to say, but if you're dealing with something that you're gonna end up killing yourself at the end anyway, start there. Start there, bro. Start there. I don't I don't advocate for suicide, but I advocate for it if that means it's gonna prevent homicides. Start there. You don't you don't just go kill no innocent people, dog. That shit is wild to me, bro. Um, yeah, man, rest in peace to all them folks, dog Alright, man, let's shift the narrative, dog Let's get on some fun shit, man This shit got a little dark Fucking abuse and school shootings and shit Um Power Power Ghost Episode 2, Season 3, man How you feel about the episode, bro Before we get into these voice notes and shit Uh, I thought it was cool You know what I'm saying I enjoyed this episode more so than the first one Um Like, I mean, I know what to expect yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I like Kane this episode. Mm. I thought Kane did mm. a. I thought I thought he was he was my favorite character. Um, this episode, you know I like, who I who I really like this episode. 
um, Brayden. I really fuck with Brayden this episode. I, I definitely get why niggas fuck with Kane hard, um, cause he he had him a, a real smart moment, right? But shit, I ain't, even though Brayden did some twisty shit, but he did it for the fucking cause, dog. It, Brayden pulled a ghost move to me. Yeah, for sure. That was a very ghost like move to me, dog. It's gonna come back to haunt him. Oh, it's for sure gonna come back to haunt him. The same way all that shit came back to haunt Ghost every time. But in the moment. It was what was needed, nigga. Because we ain't gonna move this. Tariq, you're not looking at the amount of work we gotta sell, nigga. Why they call her name Bruce Andrea? I really want her to have a different name. I I don't love that She's name. She's so fine. I'm love her. Light skin Keisha is, is a very attractive. I don't love. She did something to her face. I know a lot of people got on her about. Uh, they was on her on the internet like last summer about her butt, and she was saying she didn't have a BBL. She had some other like non-invasive surgery or whatever, um, or operation, and she was like, "Nigga, my butt always been big, but the shit I did was like very, like minor compared to somebody who got a BBL." But she didn't did something in her face that got her kind of swole up looking around the jaws and the mouth. That's what I ain't really loving because I thought she was real pretty without that. And she's still a very pretty girl, very attractive. But I wasn't really, eh. I just, you know, Black China just told y'all, man, get that work removed, yo. They take them fillers out and shit, dog. That's just me. But um, shout out to Light Skin Keisha. I'm with you. I don't like that they named her Bruce Chandra. I felt like that was very, like, y'all tried to figure out what was the, like, most black hood shit you could make up because nobody's name is Bruce Chandria. Dog. Shout out to the Bruce Chandrias out there. Somebody gonna send in the voice note like, Fam, nigga. if it's a Bruce Chandria that listens to this pod, nigga, I quit. I quit. I'm not gonna quit, but because one of y'all gonna make it up. <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna, my name Bruce Chandria. No, the fuck is not. Your name Tiffany, dog. Relax, dog. But, um, she looks like a Tiffany. <laughs> facts. Um, I, I agree. I thought this episode was way there, better than the first there one. There would never be another kid named Tiffany, though. Why you say that? Have you ever seen a a child, a baby, infant Tiffany? No, no. <laughs> that's not like a. I've never. Hey, little t-. like it's not a thing. I don't know. No, well, that's because they naming all of them: Peyton, Aiden, Caden, Layden, yeah. Hayden, Hayton, <laughs> and they telling me I'm Hayden, but he Hayden, nigga. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Um, I thought this was a better episode than the first one. I still feel like, and I, I just don't know that I'm going to ever get away from the feeling, at least through these uh, first few episodes, they got too many plots circulating on this show, bro. Like, y'all introduced this Mona character, um, who's the the lady, the British African lady from last week, and then she wasn't even on this episode. Like, we right back. Yo, speaking of her, fun fact. Um, watch, I'm gonna say this and then somebody gonna post this in the uh, Facebook group like it's new and we didn't say it. The lady that plays Noma is married to Uncle Phil off Bel Air in real life. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, they've been married for like a long ass time and shit, man. Shout out to the African Brits out there, dog. Um, but yeah, like y'all introduced this character the first episode and then she gone the second episode. That just felt weird. Don't, Don't bring her back every episode. Cause I don't want to. No, no, I don't need her every episode. But it felt like the very next one. Like she came in and made waves during episode one, and then the next episode we just got our handler here, and she in Paris. That just felt weird. Cause I also don't want our handler involved. Niggas in Paris. He getting on my fucking nerves. Um, y'all brought back old girl from New York undercover randomly. Who she's a really good actress, so I'm not mad at her being on the show. But it just feel like this shit is all over the place. Like I feel but like I'm in a fucking canoe. Yeah, we don't know where that's going, right? Because right. so I also the- like that she said uh, her boys in Brooklyn is holding shit down. I'm like, oh, it might be some cheese outside of Queens. Essentially, 
we got Brayton, Tariq, and Effie situation. Like that or the how do I put that? That's the the, the college campus situation. Yeah. You got the Kane, the Tejada family storyline. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we had some major breaks on that this episode. Well, I mean, like storylines that's on this this episode. Yeah, season. yeah. You have the 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 um the police investigation storyline, which includes the lawyers and Davis and them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's another storyline. Um, oh, uh, you can't forget about your favorite storyline, uh, Drew and Everett. Yeah, and Drew and Everett shit like. Which ties up into the the Tejada family, but I, I I I don't. It's it's separate though. And then we had I don't like it. We had Braden and the the Weston situation, right? Yeah. Um, and and even the Braden shit was kind of twofold because they had the one shit, which I know they had to figure out a way to get an intern out of there so they could get Reek in there. But they had Braden and old girl Kiki. Um, wild scene. Just like that wild. was her response to that. Wow, that was her response to that. That's wild. That's why I said they was gonna clearly gonna get together and shit. But like, I'm on, and I'm not getting naked at work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> niggas taking clothes. Like, no, fam. I don't not- care what floor we on. <laughs> um, but that just seemed a little wild. They also had the situation with the the trainer in the building who was actually low key the deal. Like, they're overcomplicating a lot of this shit. And adding like a brand new like story piece to these episodes that just feels like I'm all over the place, dog. My head be spinning watching Power, nigga. Like I've had to watch these first two episodes mad more times than I'm comfortable admitting on this pod to know what the fuck we was going to come in here and talk about like specifically because I'll be like, wait, how we get here? Then we got Lauren. Got Lauren in the um in the DA trying to build a case, so it's just a lot of things. But I do feel like this episode was at least a little more focused. I'll say this for Lauren in in that whole situation: there's no amount of money. Well, you're not getting paid. Yeah. There's no amount of guilt that you can try to put on me or explanation you can give me to not go talk to my parents after they think I'm dead. Man, man, and. I'm fairly sure they're not gonna get on. They're not gonna tell, yeah, <laughs> because I'm damn near in witness protection. So I mean, almost certainly. I mean, here's the thing, right? Just go get my parents, and then bring them to this house, and we can all live here until you resolve your case. Like my parents ain't doing shit. They somewhere being rich. I don't know. We come here, we could chill. I'm sure they'll be able to get back on their feet when we done here, nigga. But go get my parents. Like, I'm not dead in real life, nigga. And I'm uh, 20 years old. Like, I would like to go outside, my nigga. Man, that shit, wow. Um, I, I I, don't like the Diana shit. Oh, and the TA? Diana and the TA. Yo, Diana that TA fr- might be the worst new character on this bitch. And they got a lot of new characters I ain't feeling. And this whole idea now that she's she poor. Yeah. Now, I heard her and Effie having, because her and Effie all of a sudden broke. They broke as fuck. I heard they little brokey conversation they was having too, talking about them damn textbooks and shit. Effie like, hey, you want to borrow one of my books? She like, nah, I read it online. But girl, I can't afford these books. Nigga, I got bricks for sale. What are y'all talking about? Fam. All white bricks. Dog asked her, how you got a Balenciaga backpack and you can't afford the books that go in it? 
Hey, that might be the best shit he said and since he got on the show. That she gave back, oh, my mom and them paying for college. And nothing else. How you got a Balenciaga book bag and no books to put them in? Come on, dog. Come on, Because what that got to do with the tuition being paid? Yeah, yeah. Um, Who bought the bag? <laughs> man, man. Here's the thing, yo. Sell the fucking bag, nigga. Like, y'all selling drugs. You can't sell a bag? Come on, son. Like, you got this nigga hooking her with jobs at the school store and shit. She's stealing Skittles. Just like Kennedy. Broke ass niggas, dog. Yo, bro. They they need to I don't I don't like watching this broke shit, dog. Y'all not about to make me and y'all not finna make me think that Effie broke. Cause you've been selling dope on your own for Dude, a year. I'm supposed to supposed to believe that Tariq can't get an apartment? Come on, we talked about this episode one. This nigga over here struggling for a fucking dorm room assignment and shit. Nigga, you a goddamn senior. You a six year senior. Go get a fucking apartment. Move off camp. You live in New York. They don't even got enough dorms around that big. Go get a damn apartment, nigga. You was cool to sleep in the apartment with uh that um old girl was giving you. With oh, Effie or Lauren? Yeah, yeah, Lauren uh gave you her brother apartment. You was good to go, nigga. Now you back on campus starving. You niggas is broke. Braden Weston would never, nigga. Broke ass boys. Um, yo man, we got a good amount of voice notes, so we're gonna definitely play a couple of these. Um, respond. Y'all know the vibes, man. Uh. Here go one. I ain't even finna read this because that'll be your whole email um, if I read that name off. But hopefully you introduce yourself in the voice note because, yeah, I'm not comfortable saying your fucking email. I like that. What's up this week in culture? This is Kai. Um, Kai, what up, though? I just want to talk about, you know, episode two of Powerpook 2 Ghost in season three. Um, I really like this episode, I'm not going to lie. Um, one of the things that I like is that Kane's finally becoming his own boss now. Um, he's finally, you know, I feel like from season one and season two, um, he was just literally just getting bitched around the whole time by every single person that he dealt with. And... You know, in the season two, we kind of we kind of got to see how his own boss was, especially working with Mecca and stuff like that. But like now that he finally knows like the dirt that his dad did, um, it kind of put him in a you know a, in a pinning stool where he you know he could actually like step up and like become his own man type shit and like not get bitched around by his father. So I thought that was a plus. Um, one of the things I didn't like about it is how um, Monet's daughter, for some reason, could afford. Um, Balenciagas, a Balenciaga Yo, backpack, you know, a whole Facts. designer outfit. But when it comes to college books, it's just a no go. She needs to, she needs to do. Yo, he said a whole designer outfit, but out this one ear that I have the headphone on, it sounded like a whole vagina outfit, <laughs> and that just really threw me off because I was like, wait a minute, what scene did she have on a vagina fit? I wasn't aware, dog. Back to you, Kai. Her own shit, which is kind of weird to me. Um, another part I didn't like is that um, Effie is trying to create um, a new version of Course Correct by herself, trying to get her own little bag and not include anyone with it. I don't know what she thinks that that like I don't know what she thinks that her creating Course Perfect is gonna change shit. But all right, but. And um, just another thing, and just um, a little thing that I don't, I uh, like, and the little thing that I didn't like is that um, um, I just don't like how they're kind of like getting into 
Uh, they're kind of like redoing the same thing that they want to do at at Western Holdings. What type of firm is Western Holdings? Let's be real. What type of firm lets lets kids just you know just do cocaine on the de- during meetings and shit? Like, what type of firm no. is this? <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the questions I just want to you know leave you guys with. Um, I love the pod. This pod's amazing. This pod um, it definitely helps. Like, definitely helps me through the day. And um, just keep going and keep working. So, yeah. I appreciate you, my baby. Appreciate you, my brother. Um, Well, listen, uh, there is a popular billionaire who has an establishment downtown, a couple different things. And uh, I hear cocaine be running that motherfucker. (laughs) Hey, hey, I was a very successful banker at said billionaire's corporation. (laughs) Um, Did a lot in a few months. Far as money goes, I'm about to eat a lot of cocaine. Far as money goes, <laughs> I, I did a lot in a very short time. Far as money goes, I will say, yes, there are some things that happen. Specifically, if you have a banker's license in California or Hawaii or any of the fucking other time zones that'll keep you at work a little later when nobody else is there to answer the phone, niggas start to wild out a little bit. Um, may or may not have seen some cocaine done, but I will say this: it ain't happening. Openly, actively in a fucking meeting, dog. The behavior that they was displaying at Western Holdings was some real Wolf of Wall Street type shit. You, you think they just stopped though? So let me ask. So, so the crypto shit that just went down. Mm-hmm. With um, what's that nigga name? Uh, this was a couple months ago, and I know you're talking about. Oh, it was hella drugs. Yeah. Like it was drugs, orgies, the whole nine yard. I'm not surprised, and especially with these. Now, this is a little bit different because the quote unquote older generation is still running. Things. They're still running the show. Facts, but yo, I I just I just can't say that that's not happening. Um, I I don't know but that. The, I also never worked there, so I don't I know, know that the cokes. Here's the thing, right? We know a lot about fucking drug shit in America. We know that cocaine was running rampant on Wall Street in the '70s and '80s, especially in the early '90s. Like that shit was everywhere. If we was talking about a show that was maybe based during them eras, I might believe that it's this open. But on a show that's set in 2023, specifically with. A father who runs this entire company Whose son just admitted to selling drugs At his Ivy League school I don't know that niggas would be this brazen About doing it I don't think they wouldn't be doing it But maybe niggas are going to the bathroom You know what I'm saying Like to start a staff meeting with a brand new intern That just felt a little wild to me though. Intern's black It doesn't matter Well a black intern is the nigga y'all don't even want there Because y'all think he was the actual drug seller Which he is but whatever um, so yeah, I'm with you on that, Kai. It felt a little wild to me, but again, I ain't a Wall Street ass nigga, so whatever. I do got a homie who work on Wall Street, and he been there since uh he graduated about a year or two after me, and he been there his entire career. So I might need to hit him up. He don't have a a coke nose, you know what I'm saying? But he been on Wall Street for a while, so I don't know. Maybe he do. <laughs> Ask Asia what kind of nose he got. <laughs> I don't. I'm not asking Asia anything. I'm not asking her anything. After that pod yesterday, she is forbidden from getting questions. Dog, <laughs> she was walling on the pod yesterday, man. Um, but I don't know, man. If they in there doing coke, who the fuck am I to tell them they can't? They richer than me, apparently. So, hey, man, my nigga, I want Braden to fucking relax, nigga. You bought you already rich. 
And this job here, like he acting like he has to sell the coke. Like I just want to get some things on my own. Well, nigga, now you got a job. Make this shit money. Yeah, you own. literally work here. You should low key turn into my buyer. You like, a custom now, nigga. You got millions. Like stop selling drugs to black people. Fam, getting kicked out of school and then being given a six figure job anyway that you, you was going in here at later. Bernie Madoff, man, man, golden parachute ass nigga, man, dog. Brayden low key got it going on. Yo, man. Braden's a Southfield nigga You ain't gotta do this shit That nigga's a Harper Woods nigga <laughs> Facts yeah, right. and He's a he's a uh, Harrison High Oh man man, you know what I'm saying like, Man really come from that But yet here you are Selling these unnecessary ass bricks Um, Let's see what the homie June from CT Had to say about this episode yo What up man Jay I did sign up for the Patreon, and I wanted to say, "My dog, my name is not my name." So, okay. Oh no, 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 we got you. <laughs> but Snowfall, excellent episode. The whole season has been. Oh shit! Hold up! Tense. Wait, wait, like wait, you, wait, you, wait, you, wait, you, wait, wait, June. My bad, my bad. You sent that mad late. All right, June. If you listening to this episode, I'm gonna play that when we come back to the studio on Thursday night. So be on the lookout for that voice note. Um, my bad, bro. We back to the power notes. Back to the power notes. Um, D. Scott sent in one. He said, I own you, nigga. D. Scott, you don't own me. Don't. <laughs> I just want to let you know that right now. I just, I just need you clear. You don't own me or Jay. Yeah, I just I'm want a, you clear on that. Un, un, I'm unownable. <laughs> yeah. They say it's a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. See, like, not something, I don't know. I gotta make it. Anyways, it's Weekend Culture. How you boys doing? Uh, this is a pretty good episode of Power. Never changed. But what I didn't know was they're moving up whole Power franchise to Fridays. I thought they were just doing that for BMF, but to my surprise, I wake up and there's a fresh episode waiting for me. So, shit, I ain't gonna complain. I just gotta find something to watch on Sundays now. But, Braden. Was the standout of this episode? The, low key, this nigga was moving like ghosts. If you look even closer, in. he was playing Tariq like he was Tommy or some shit. I see. I didn't think he had that in him, but your man's is smart. And his dad and his brother kind of low key racist, but it's kind of funny, but not really. High key, but. I think Aunt or Jay called it. That sex scene with the black girl came out of nowhere. Um, not really a sex scene or whatever, but could done without that, you know. <laughs> Didn't really serve no purpose of the episode, but I guess this is a boot thing now. But question, why are people on this show that sell drugs always broke? Like in any other show, niggas got money to buy stuff, but Effie can't pay for student loans or Diana can't buy books when she got Balenciaga on make it make sense but the daddy got thousand dollar chains on <laughs> anyways Effie is mad at Tariq because they're selling drugs but she, want, but she wanted to be a part of it even though he tried to keep her away so she can't be complaining to him about some some of us only doing this because we have to not because we want to or Maybe I got that mixed up. You know what I mean. But I think I said it last uh, episode. 
But the standout uh, this season is going to be Kane. And by God, that boy's got it. He went to the Mecca School of Hoodlum Tutoring. And he figured out before everybody else did that his punk ass daddy then killed his nephew. So I guess, uh, what do you say? We tell, um, Poppy, I own you, nigga. So shit. But it looks like they're going to be moving those drugs through the, um, uh, Braden's family business. So yeah, no man going to be killing them anytime soon. But so I preview for next episode and I run into some drama or whatever. But we can really do without Drew and his little boyfriend. They serve no purpose. They don't contribute to the storyline or whatever or, or whatnot. But anyways, till next time. Peace. It don't help the storyline. It's a tired storyline. It's the exact same conversation. Man. But it's for quota. But why Johnny Gill keep getting madder? At Drew for wanting to be why? like why 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 like dog like I told you yo that nigga looked Drew dead in his beat up ass face and yeah. was like I don't care that nigga Drew looking like sixty nine and shit pause and uh, <laughs> you <laughs> you he looking like Takashi <laughs> okay <laughs> and, that nigga uh, real name <laughs> that nigga looking in his face like yeah I see nigga that oh, nigga yeah. said yo I got jumped everyone nigga- was like. Oh, you thought I was feeling <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's a munch. <laughs> you a munch, <laughs> yo, yo. Every calling Drew a munch was not on my bingo card for episode two of Power. Yo, y'all man. trying to wheel that girl into success was not on my bingo card either. Man, man, like I wish it stopped that munch. Like, yo, come in, get your TikTok money, and then leave. <laughs> like, I never needed to hear additional songs by her, dog, yeah. or verses. But that's another story, man. <laughs> She fucking yeah. She sucks. Shirley Temple. She's not like she's not a good rapper at all, bro. That shit is horrible. I tried to listen to some shit. First of all, Munch is horrible, but it was catchy. You thought it was funny? Like, (laughs) yo, I also peeped how uh, the rest of the world—not Detroit niggas, but the rest of the world—used to be like, oh, Detroit niggas don't catch the beat when they rap. Blah 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 blah. Then Munch dropped. And all of a sudden, you niggas don't care about catching the beat no more because she wasn't nowhere near that bitch. She was off. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Whatever. Nigga, Detroit paving the way for you niggas. Anyway, um, D. Scott, you said something in there. Uh, talking about Kane. Kane did go to the Mecca school. I forgot Mecca kidnapped Kane for the last two episodes of first season. <laughs> and he locked that nigga in the house after he killed his, uh, his chef nigga. Yep. And he kidnapped Kane and kept that nigga in the house and made him the number two who couldn't leave. So he definitely went to the Mecca school of something. Hopefully not the Mecca school of snitching because we can't forget Mecca was a, folk, a whole federal witness out here. Kane is trying to fuck Effie. Yo, Kane want to fuck Effie more than he want to sell coke. And that's just a fact, nigga. That nigga flirts when it ain't even like flirtable, nigga. And then he said, <laughs> looking like... Noma said, yo, if y'all don't sell this whole warehouse worth of drugs, I'm going to kill you. Effie was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Kane say, tell you what I'm trying to do. Like, nigga, we finna die. Man, the whole idea that I'm doing this because it's just for, I'm, I'm struggling to put myself through college. And you guys are talking about everyday cars. Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up. Fam, you were literally selling drugs at Yale. 
I'm I'm not really understanding or overstanding why you don't have a few dollars. <laughs> Yo, Tariq tried to buy her water. She was like, I got it. <laughs> well, fuck you and them three dollars, okay? God damn it. It was really only a dollar eighty-four. So if you didn't have it, I'm kind of mad at you, nigga. Because what if you... Yo, D-Scott, you brought up an amazing point, dog. These are the only motherfuckers in the world who sell drugs but never have money. Tariq, how many different fucking ways are you going to tell me that you only selling drugs to get enough money to get your family back? Now you got to graduate to get your family back. Nigga, your family is in witness protection. <laughs> you graduating they means safe. zero. They safe. Nigga. But, like, not only are they safe, they don't come home because you graduate. <laughs> And now that you sell drugs, nigga, fuck your pop's inheritance. How much money you think it is? Fam, fam. I got to get my graduate so I can get pop's inheritance so I can be with Yaz and my mama. Fam, Yaz and your mama would come home right now if you weren't selling drugs. Make them a place to come home to. You don't have a home. Little bro, where'd grandma go? Where'd grandma go? Grandma is on the bottom bunk of a a drunk tank. Mm. (laughs) Oh, shit. Random going back to where we started the pod and then I'm moving right on. They said the woman that shot up that school in Nashville killing three nine year old students and three adults was a trans woman. So it's really a man. I don't mean it that way. I'm sorry. Or I'm not. But the whole conversation was like it's always a man who's shooting up. So now again, I I was shocked to read that it was. The fifth time a woman's ever done a school shooting. Yeah. And all right. Well, that that might add some color to the hatred of the school. A bunch of colors. That adds some color to the <laughs> hatred of the school, um, potentially, right? Because if you was, I don't know if she was a trans elementary student. but they said you can't do the drag queen reading hour here. And she came and shot that bitch up. But like, wait until you're 28. Like, you ain't went to that school in a long time. That's just wild, dog. That's some trauma I don't even want to know about. Um. All right. Oh, D. Scott sent in a power two. Love when my nigga come with the part twos, bro. Them be my favorites. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Have That nigga be on a moped sometimes. <laughs> Braden Effie not spoken about Lauren since the last three months, since they last seen her or whatever? Because Tariq leaves the room, and these niggas start whispering loud as fuck about what happened to Lauren... How we gonna tell Tariq or whatnot? That nigga know he could have hurt through those walls. But anyways, if your boyfriend tells you not to sell drugs at the campus where two teacher two teachers have died, why are you gonna sell drugs there? Like you're asking to get caught, and then of course they go pin it on Tariq because you his girl. Now I understand why Ghost is always so mad because niggas don't listen. Thanks. But anyways, till next week. <laughs> Why he get disappointed like they ain't listening to him? Um, D Scott, you bring up more amazing points, my brother. Um, so to the Tariq, or I'm sorry, to the Brayden and Effie thing, right? And and Lauren, one totally with you. I don't think they let that nigga get far enough away from the fucking room before they. This is a dorm room, y'all sitting in, bro. You can't just come in and have this conversation as soon as I walk out the door. Niggas can hear you. Um, two. We don't need to be having this convo right now at no point. Like, let's get far the fuck away from people and campus before we talk about killing Lauren. Um, three, Effie made a very fucking fun statement when she was like, yo, me and you are the only two people who know about this and we taking that shit to the grave. 
Because <laughs> Kane says, I know too, nigga. I know something about you. You killed Lauren. She went to private school, nigga. Like, Kane is 100% aware that Lauren was supposed to be killed Everybody by Brayden. Come on, dog. What, um, what will Tariq do when he find out she's not dead and them two people is to try to quote unquote kill her? Um, because I can imagine that's gonna break him down. So, okay, let's let's talk about it, right? You got uh, going back to OG Power. Tommy wanted to kill Angie for yeah. Mad Seasons, like really since he found out she was a Fed in season two. Tommy wanted Angie out of there, dog. Like, and did. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love when the girls say that. <laughs> and did. Because <laughs> Tommy got her the fuck up out of there. We one to the chest in the school. Um, But Ghost never forgave him for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, even though they, you know what I'm saying, when Ghost got killed, when Tariq killed him, whatever, Tommy was ready. to love him a lot. Yeah, Tommy was ready to off Tariq in an instant because, yo, that's still my best friend, even though I killed his lady. And was trying to kill him actively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I went there that night to kill him. Yeah, and, and shot his lady. him and be like, I'm going to get you for killing him. Yeah. Because I wanted to do it first. Yeah. Yo, you remember when Power did all them scenes of niggas just walking toward the club? Like every accused killer of ghosts. That Dallas shit they did. Oh my God, man. Um, Yo, you remember the pause episode? Angie's sister, (laughs) nigga. Yeah, Yeah, that's hilarious. That was fucking horrible. Um, But anyway, back to what Reek gonna do. Uh, I think if Reek finds out that they tried to kill Lauren... I think he's going to off Effie. I could see Reek specifically because she also is lining up some shady shit on the side. She fucking cutting the work so she can make up a Stansfield brick, which don't need to be made up because we just said we're not selling no fucking drugs on Stanfield campus because it's hot. But you're doing it anyway and you're going to get me in trouble. So when he get in trouble for that, then find out you tried to kill his girl and been lying. And you doing it on the same you changed the word of that. Yeah, yeah, yo, course yo, correct. I'm, I'm not going to course perfect. Course dog. perfect. The fact that you even course built not. That. <laughs> course not. No, I'm not doing that. Course not. The fuck is you talking about? Oh, now you cold it. Yeah. <laughs> now you can cold, yo. motherfucker. Yo, yo, is it me or are these the smartest college students in the, the world? The smartest dumb motherfucker. I've, I've ever never seen. seen these niggas read one book one time ever. Nobody's ever done homework ever. But these niggas is quoting Shirley Chisholm off rip. They got Gandhi quotes off rip. My man's Gandhi. <laughs> yo, 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 <laughs> Bruchandria. Yo, Bruchandria. <laughs> Relax, my nigga. Um, What's up? What you doing here? You mean like existentially? I was like, yo. yo Bruch- that was funny, though. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was smitten with her. Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm like, yo, that's wild. <laughs> I did laugh. <laughs> that, that was funny. Because she went through a whole thing and then was like. I want Tariq <laughs> to like lighten up, too. No, he won't. Like he won't. He the most stressed out nineteen year old in the world. Laugh, Joe. Ain't shit funny. Ain't shit funny, nigga. It's too many bricks. (laughs) We got a whole Sam's Club warehouse full of fucking drugs to sell. And Braden moved two bricks at the country club, nigga. (laughs) We finna die by the end of the (laughs) week. Yeah, nigga. How many did you move? Did you watch (laughs) Cocaine Cowboy? I mean Cocaine Beer? No, I haven't watched it yet. It's on my uh, piracy app though. Yeah, I watched that shit. So I'm, I'm very excited to watch that shit now, dog. It's easy to go through a bunch of coke. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I 
think that's Ray Liotta last movie. Yeah, that's his last last joint. So, uh, what was the show on Apple TV? Blackbird was his last show, um, and Cocaine Bear was his last movie he filmed. Fucked up. That was his last movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I will say this about Cocaine Bear. Boy, that shit was graphic. I could probably see that. I, I see that. Expecting this movie to be, and it's it's damn near a comedy. Yeah. Oh well, that's how they positioned it for yeah, sure. For yeah. Sure. Like yeah. it's a kind. Of, I didn't know Ice Cube's son was in it. Uh huh. I didn't know O'Shea Jackson Jr. was in it. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, respect. respect that man. Um, but yo, this shit graphic, nigga. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of graphic, Your wow. Honor up in that joint too. Uh. Shit! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! And, I saw him on a commercial. And the mama, the uh-huh. grandmother. Um, why? Uh, speaking of graphic, why Powered and got so like every episode we got to show you like some graphic shit, like not graphic sex scenes because they won't do that. Um, shout out to my nigga Rambo. P- please don't do that because <laughs> it's gonna be everything. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Rambo and uh, whoever else in the Facebook group just posted something about Bruce Chandria better have a sex scene. <laughs> somebody was it. like, "Are they in their studio for real?" Somebody was like, "Um, <laughs> nigga posted, yo, we suffered through two seasons of Everett and Drew having sex scenes. If I don't see Bruce Chandria this season, I'm canceling Stars, nigga." Um, yo, my man AJ from across the pond left a voice note, power style. He said, what's good, brothers? This in the body of the email. I didn't want to go on for too long on my voice note, but just wanted to say that I really enjoyed Swarm. Donald Glover and a lot of the Atlanta creative team show once again that they're in a class of their own, even if I do also understand some of the criticisms people have expressed about Swarm. Also, the new show, The Night Agent on Netflix, is some throwback John Grisham-esque thriller fun. A lot of the episodes were directed by Guy Ferlin, who also directed a lot of Mayor of Kingstown and Yellowstone, too. And it's very fast paced and gripping. Peace and blessings, as always, to the pod gods, AJ. AJ, um, shout out to Swarm. I still haven't finished, but I like went back and like rewatched episodes in a very like focused manner. It's definitely some weird shit, but it's my type of weird shit. Like I, it's good. It's entertaining. It's very dark comedy. Um, I like it. I, I'm I'm enjoying Swarm, but I do understand the criticism too and the people who think it's just kinda a little too weird for them. People said the same shit about Atlanta a lot of the time, so it is what it is. Um Yeah, them a couple of them last seasons was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I have my own criticisms of Atlanta at times for sure, but I still see the genius in a lot of what uh what Donald Glover and that team was doing over there. Um the night agent on Netflix it's in my queue. Um, I remember reading the synopsis about a month ago, and I thought that shit was going to be fire. AJ, you are the third person to tell me that that shit is actually really good. So I'm going to get into um, The Night Agent. But off top, I'm all about some fucking FBI thriller type shit. That's my bag, dog. So Night Agent on Netflix. Check that out um, real quick. The third season of Truth Be Told on Apple TV Plus just went off. That shit was Really fucking good, dog. Um, Makai Pfeiffer did his thing. Um, Octavia Octavia Spencer did her thing. Um, Gabrielle Union, I'm giving her motherfucking uh, comeback player of the year for her acting in that show. I've been critis, yeah, I've critiqued Gabrielle Union's acting 
um, in certain roles, specifically dramatic ones for like her whole career. I just ain't really always felt it was believable. Um, she did a really fucking good job in Truth Be Told season three, man. Um, Mel from Snowfall is in there as well. Um, she plays a pivotal character. Shout out to them. Yeah, man. Good it's a lot of good folks in there, dog. Yeah, 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 dog. They was in there doing their thing. Um, Truth Be Told season finale just went off third season. Check that out. And I mentioned this on the pod a few weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again because it was that good. If you're looking for a thriller, check out Sharper on Apple TV+. Plus. That shit is phenomenal, nigga. Sharper. Tell Lasso back to Hey. Ted Lasso, what's this, season three? Season three, Ted Lasso, back on Apple TV+. Plus. Perfect fucking timing, man. But, yeah, there goes some shows for y'all. Um, and now let's see what my man AJ had to say about power. What up, um, what up, Jay? It's your boy, AJ. What an excellent episode of Power Tariq this week. Uh, probably the all-time best episode of Power Tariq. AJ, I ain't um, never heard you say no shit. Everything like about it was exceptional. Uh, it was... Okay, I'm sorry. I can't keep it up. I'm clowning. Oh, they were right back like, on their hey, bullshit never. from previous seasons <laughs> with the second episode. <laughs> I knew something was off, AJ. I knew something was off. Yo, that was fucking funny. Yo, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was... Okay, I'm sorry. I can't keep it up. I'm clowning. They were right back on their bullshit from previous seasons with the second episode. But you know what? I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it because even though it wasn't particularly good, it's still put together with more professionalism than BMF. Um, but this was, for me, this was a big letdown after, after week one. Like, there, there are moments in this when like, all the younger characters are together on screen where it kind of feels like a slightly more R-rated version of a CW show. Uh, and that that doesn't really work for me. Um, I thought I had some good scenes, you know, when I stepped up to Papi and I said, hey, I know what you was up to, old man. Um, so, yeah, everyone's a narcissist these days, so more of me and my storyline in future episodes, please. Uh, <laughs> um, Effie clearly does not know her classic movies because if she'd watched Hitchcock, Hitchcock Psycho, she would know that Norman Bates made sure Marion Crane was extremely dead before putting that body in the car and pushing it into the swamp. Uh, also, in Brian De Palma's Raising Cain with um, our man John Lithgow, uh, he doesn't make sure that the person is extremely dead before putting the car in the lake, and as the car is sinking into the water... The hand comes up and presses against the rear window, like, get me out of here. Uh, so Effie needs to watch more movies. Uh, I also thought politically it was kind of interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too heavy because it's, it's power and I just want to have some fun with it. But, um, okay, first of all, you know, if, if Braden is pushing Tariq to shift product through the, uh, their family business, um, when shit hits the fan... You know, it's not Braden that's going to suffer. Secondly, and more importantly, that whole business with um, Braden and, is it Kiki? Uh, and the, the dude who they got fired for the racial slur. I mean, obviously, no one's excusing the racial slur. But, like, but it's okay to 
frame somebody for belonging to an organization which, as far as I know, was in any case founded by a Latino dude, right? Um, so it's okay to plant evidence and make him look guilty of something that he isn't guilty of and get him fired. Apparently the show is okay with that. Um, this is the fucked up morality of this new class of uh, social media activists. Um, it's like, you know, no, no, it's no biggie. No need to go to human resources, but we're gonna we're gonna set this dude up and make it far worse than it actually was. Like, okay, like I mean, I'll I'll give the show some time to see exactly where the show itself stands on these things, but it's not looking good. Um, also, what's going on with all the anti-capitalist messaging that was kind of um, spun throughout the episode? Uh, drug dealers. Again, I'll give the show a few weeks, see where the show itself stands on it, but make it make sense. Make it make sense. Power has always been like the most supreme expression of American capitalism and, and, and uh, street capitalism and, and now they're kind of pushing this, this anti-capitalist stuff because it's in vogue uh, I mean again, let's wait and see but make it make sense please um, okay, before I go I'm going to shout, out, shout back to my boy uh, Tyrone Spears um, who shouted me out last time that is one heck of a name brother that is, that is a movie star name right there that's Michael B. Jordan Tyrone Spears No Mercy exclusively in theatres now um, also the, uh, the Twix sis who uh, gave us her rendition of Adele sorry I didn't catch your name uh, hello Alice. love how you doing um, I'm going to say you probably sound more like Adele than Adele herself does at this point, since she moved to LA and became a Stepford wife. Um, okay, that's it from me. Peace and blessings to everybody. Speak to you next time. Peace. Peace, AJ. Um, Hollins uh, is is the young lady you were referring to there. Um, I'm with you on the uh, the morality of yo. First of all, I thought the joke that Dog said to Kiki that was whack by the writers, like Amorosa, like. Where this little young nigga know Amorosa from, dog? Like the first Trump administration, because it definitely ain't from the fucking show. But like, nigga, he don't know Amorosa, dog. This nigga's fucking twelve, bro. Did she actually work in the White House though? Yeah, that during the first so, administration. Yeah, but, like, yeah. It was just weird. That was a very strange callback to me. Like, I feel like whoever wrote that part was an old nigga. The little tiki torches and shit with the like. Yeah, that shit was yeah. kind of weak. It was and weak. Everybody here got money. So I'm probably gonna actually sue y'all. Yeah, no, that that lawsuit I mentioned on the way out, that's real. That's yeah. for real. Um, and now if you Brayden, like you putting us in a a weird light, because Brayden's a fucking idiot. He like a smart idiot though. He like a better a ver he what Tommy idiot. thought he was, dog. Like Tommy was more brute than smart, but he thought he was smart. Brayden is more smart than brute, but he think he can do the brute part, which is why you fucking looped in Effie to try to kill Lauren, and none of that shit went down the way it was supposed to go down. Um, We got one last voice note by my man, third member of the pod, the guy, Rob Silver. Y'all already know what it is. Rob, what up, man? Peace to you. Peace to your family and your lady, man. Hope y'all doing well. You've been posting your lady a lot on the socials, Rob. I've been seeing you, man. Um, It's funny, too, because every time you post her, I'll be like, yo, dog. I hope Rob ain't saying nothing wild And it's usually something wild To be said in there dog Cause that's what my dog gonna do Yo, the, 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 the Rob's wild tweets is still a thing Yeah no that'll, that. that'll be there for the Patreon listeners Coming soon man Since the very inception of Power Ghost This show has Smacked us in our face Spit in our face With bullshit With 
incredible, incredible bullshit. This show, another blatant example of bullshit. You see, Effie gets to put cocaine together and take it to all the Ivy League schools in one day. Okay. They're located in New York City. Right? I'm a native New Yorker. How the fuck does she go to Harvard, which is four hours away, Yale, which is three hours away, Penn, which is two hours away, Princeton, which is two hours away, Brown University, which is three three and a half hours away? The closest college was Cornell, which is in Westchester, New York, which is a half hour away from New York City. So you go into all these plus the other Ivy League schools that I did not mention. I don't know what time she left because she had to cook the coke. She had to put the cocaine together, package it, and then it's still light out when she goes back to tell Tariq that she dropped all the packages off. Straight bullshit. Um, I'm tired of it. The one pot, the two positives I did get out this episode. I like how Brandon lied on Tariq. To, to get Tariq to work with him when he went to uh, Lorenz Tate, Rashad Tate, Councilman Tate. And I like how uh, Bobby Brown, Kane, <laughs> totally played his father. I love that. I love that. But then again, Lorenzo's right right there with Darius Crook's uh, character in Power Kanan. A fucking dumbass drug lord. How did the Tejadas get to where they supposedly got to with this dumbass as the crime head of the family? He's a dumbass. And they fucking broke. Got his daughter going to an Ivy League school with no fucking money. Yet she's wearing designer clothes and, and bags. Make it make sense. Fellas, until next week. I'm only watching this show because... I want to follow along with the po- podcast. Uh, Stars needs to send you guys some money. Because there are a lot of people that watch the bullshit on Stars. Only to keep up with your incredible podcast. Peace and blessings. Peace, Rob. Always appreciate it, brother. Um, one thing I will say is... Uh, you remember when... Like, early power. Like, seasons... Two and three power Um OG that is When motherfuckers hated Angie And they hated Holly Like the internet Like they wanted them to die Yeah So I think The big issue that I have Watching Power Tariq Is I don't like Tariq So it's make This is like Back in the day If they had switched off And made a power Holly Like if she never died And the people who hated Holly and wanted her to die had to watch a whole season. Like, I don't like Reek, bro. Like, he is completely fucking unlikable to me. The nigga do be dressing. But that's really all I got for him, bro. I don't want to see this nigga win. (laughs) Jim nigga like, you need to work out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dog, you're, you're the most unbecoming fucking drug dealer in the history of drug dealers, bro. Like, I don't want to see Reek win at all. Like, I watched this shit to see him lose. Like, I like when they, like... Go behind his back and do shit Because I know it's going to come back later and fuck him up 
I appreciate that, dog. But I think that's what's making it hard for me to watch this shit. Like, it's entertaining as fuck. I, I can turn this on and just have some shit on to watch. But the reason I can't, like, root for Reek is because, nigga, the final three seasons of Power, y'all made me hate this nigga. Big facts. And now y'all made a whole show around him. And it's like, nah, I can't I can't pretend. Every time they reference, like, Ghost, I get mad. nigga. <laughs> like, bro, you're literally the reason your pops ain't here, bro. And what is the end goal here? To graduate and get his inheritance so he could go live with uh, Yaz and his mama. Even though if he really wanted to, all he had to do was say, yo, can y'all put me in witness protection with Yaz and my mama? Or just take the money from the drugs that you sell now and live. Man, man, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? If you just sold drugs and like lived your life, like most mm. drug dealers. You could, yeah. But apparently these niggas are selling drugs and getting taxed because nobody has any money. Let's talk about this episode, man. Rob, appreciate you. Everybody who sent in a voice note, as always, appreciate y'all involvement in the pod every week, man. Y'all keep us going for show. Um, if you want to send in a voice note, hit up thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Um, you can send us DMs on the socials, but it's really difficult to keep up with uh, with the DMs, so we may or may not get to it. That's just a little warning there. Shout out to the uh, Facebook group. I see a lot of people keep tapping in facts facts um, so shout out to y'all inside of the facebook group facts man salute to y'all this week in culture across all the socials man fuck with the gods now let's get into it yo right off top man beginning of the episode we finally at least got some sort of resolve to the question we had been asking what the fuck did she do to lauren nigga we get a flashback to start the episode. Lauren in the hospital. She wakes up from a coma. Um, and the DA lady tells her, hey, glad you up. You got hit over the head pretty hard. So doctor says it's going to be kind of hard to get your memory back. But had you not been found by this dog walker, would have been dead. Shout out to Umar. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned that um, after Effie knocked her in the head, put her in the car, we kind of knew she threw her in a body of water. We just didn't really know how exactly. Yeah. Um, so she put her in the driver's seat, reached in there, put the fucking car in neutral and let that bitch roll into this, uh, this little pond or body of water, whatever the fuck it was, this little ravine. And, um, fortunately before she got fully submerged while she was unconscious, this dog walker came by. Okay, Effie, you almost got caught. Effie, yo, I seen a few people saying this online. Um, I'm not going say what's like reality and what's not but i saw people saying like yo wouldn't her fingerprints have been on the back of the car from pushing it in the thing or wouldn't they have been on the the um gear shift from when she put it in neutral because she didn't have no gloves on maybe maybe but it's also very difficult i'm sorry very easy for a good fingerprint to be like disrupted so whatever clear and good fingerprint you might have had on the back of the whip, once that went into water, you never fucking know. Right. Shit could have just got rinsed off, dog. Um, but wrench it make, on or wrench it off. Yeah, they could have wrenched it off, dog. You just you never know, bro. But I seen people online asking that. And I'm like, eh, it ain't that simple. But she did go out there with no gloves on. So I was like, You're you're a wild motherfucker in general. You're also not a killer. Why didn't y'all Facts Cause you didn't shoot her Come on son I mean like, it's the most effective way And and here's the thing right If y'all wanted to make it look like An accident So they wouldn't be investigating A murder Then when you knock her over the fucking head Make sure she did Knock her over the head again Hit her another couple times Or a barrier Like this just sounds sick 
But <laughs> well, we talking about no. a woman. <laughs> Come on, nigga. We watch Dexter. We know the vibes, nigga. Make sure a motherfucker's yeah, yeah. dead when they when you kill him. Um, hitting her over the head and knocking her out, and then sending the car into the fucking water. At minimum, why don't you go like hide and make sure the car like fully submerges and she don't come up out the water? Once this dog walker nigga comes by and calls the cops and she gets pulled out before she drowns, eh, eh. I hope I don't ever stumble upon no shit like that. Yeah, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved. I'm cool. I'm cool with whatever the fuck you got going on, man. Um, But Lauren is ready to fucking go. She missed her damn parents. She missed her friends. She had kids. She's 20 years old or however old, bro. Like, she ain't really made for this wit sex shit. And the DA chick tell her, like, yo, you can go back to normal once I build a case. Nigga, like, build a case on what? I told you who did it, nigga. Like, she like, oh, well, we don't got no evidence on Effie. Well, bitch, you got me. I told you I who told killed you me. What the nigga. Fuck like, fam. I feel like <laughs> wild analogy. I feel like this with the Kwame Kilpatrick oh, and Tamara Green case because mm-hmm. it keeps coming up every couple months or whatever. I personally remember listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. WGLB, Charles Pugh was on the radio, and they did an interview. With the gentleman who was inside of the car mm-hmm. that got shot up. Yeah. He said, I know who shot me. Like, I know who did it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, directly. Like, it's not a, it's not a, this, you ain't got to investigate too hard. I know who did it. And yeah. said who did it on the air. Yeah. So the whole idea, oh, the Kwame did, like, no, I know who did it because yeah. we before. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this don't sound well. oh, A week shit. before, he told her twice. Because mm. she had, you know. Yeah, yeah. Long story short is, listen to the people who was there who tell you who did harm to me. She know? Fam. And she like, oh, well, it wouldn't be believable because um, you admittedly uh, don't remember everything that happened because you got hit over the head. Yo, so wild that the one thing I do remember is the motherfucker who hit me over the head and put me in the wall. Like, fam, I'm telling you the damn game, dog. I, I just don't understand it because I don't need to be fake dead for you to figure this shit out. Because as long That's as you, what I'm not getting, as long as like it will, it will behoove you to tell everybody she alive. Because then they're gonna start talking, and then they're gonna start fumbling, and now you're gonna get the evidence you need. But because she trying to and, and this is what she didn't say to Lauren, but like this case you're trying to build. Right. You really trying to get a fucking Rico going. You trying to turn Lauren's attempted murder into a Rico drug case that brings down the Tejadas, Brayden, uh, Effie and Tariq. No, nigga, solve the crime. You got fuck like it's right in front of you, dog. Don't they try to murder me, bro. And don't y'all got. Tariq on camera going up to Mecca's room. Oh, fam. Y'all stay doing. I'm put glad you nigga, brought that up. Put him in jail for murder. I'm glad you brought that up. And here's why I'm glad you brought that up. Because I rewatched the final two episodes of season or uh, season two. I rewatched them last two episodes um, just to try to clear up some of the things that I was like, I don't really remember. And they kept referencing from last season. Um, in watching those two episodes, when Monet killed Mecca, and Tariq was coming up to do whatever little exchange. He was trying to get this money from Mecca before she killed him. Um, and then he he hears the gunshot on the way up the elevator. So off top, if you watch fucking security cameras, 
You would hear the gunshot in the elevator before I got there. At what time? You would hear the time, you but more. See, yeah. You would see her in the lobby the same way you saw me in the lobby, right? You know she has ties to this nigga. So if you saw me on camera in the lobby, the fact that they just on. figured out Monet sell drugs is fucking wild. Come on, bro. Oh, you think it's that empty ass bar that's making all the money? Come on, fam. The bar has never been open. I've never seen one customer in a bar. She is not Paulie from Goodfellas with the bar, fam. She's horrible, dog. Um, something else about this episode that I realized. Is there one character with redeemable qualities on this show? Lauren. Even she got annoying. But yeah, she the only one who ain't did like nothing crazy. And she low-key when she found out some of the shit Reek was involved in. Possibly, possibly Brayden. Because he has moments. Uh he didn't want to actually kill her. Yeah. Try to give her some money and get yeah. her to get the fuck on. Uh he Took the rap for Reek. Yeah. Nigga told his brother don't take the stand. And then he got up there and said he would um, testify against Reek. And then totally fucking took the whole shit. And he wanted to do the right thing and tell Tariq what they did together. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know. And um, even though, again, he went around Reek with the whole Tate internship thing, whatever, whatever. Hey, Reek, I told you two different times where we could really make some money at. How we can move these bricks. You ain't want to hear it, and I get it. Don't make me tell you twice. <laughs> I told you once. I told you a thousand times. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. <laughs> like, nigga. He told him a couple times, Reek ain't want to hear that shit. So then the nigga Brayden was like, all right, bro, let me just show you. I'm a, I'm a little crafty, nigga. Like, I got an idea around this bitch. Yo, somebody, D. Scott mentioned it. Yo, some black, the racial jokes was hilarious, though. And No, no, no. And Bro got off with that Juneteenth <laughs> shit. That was fucking nigga, funny. I laugh, laugh. No, that nigga said. And Drake was there listening the whole time. <laughs> Reek was on his phone like, oh, what's up, bro? That nigga said, so what you telling me? The firm's going to celebrate Juneteenth next year? Oh, man. He said, well, shit, at least we get the island to ourselves. <laughs> like, that's crazy. He was going in, dog. Because I know for a fact that's how the mess- them conversations probably Come happen on, and work in those messages. Like, yo. Come on. You doing Joe Teeth now? Come on, nigga. Like, the white people at the top <laughs> really didn't want to do this shit. And I, hey, man, shout out to doing something like culturally relevant that felt natural in the show. When the uncle was like, hey, nigga, diversity and, inclus- and inclusiveness is a thing in diversity, corporate America. Right now. And, and yeah, DEI, bro. Like, that shit is, uh, that's real. I, I do it every day. It's part of my career. <laughs> I day is coming up actually for my company. Yeah, man. Like it is it is a very <laughs> I get it. And again, that's how these white people think, right? This is not they didn't just want to start DEI shit in the workplace. Oh shit. <laughs> Yo, yo, you send this shit to your boss, and yo. they like, yo, it's understandable that you're gonna be late, <laughs> but nigga, this car is total. Dog, dog, that nigga said, but regardless, <laughs> like, I'm glad you're alive. I'm gonna let you finish it. But regardless, <laughs> they got Uber. Is your cell phone? Why you not here, bro? That's wild, man. man. Um, speaking of wild, yo, I don't. <laughs> I want Monet. We talked about Tariq laughing, nigga. I need Monet to. You gotta relax, Yo, bro. Lighten up, dog. like dog. You gotta relax. You didn't claim that nigga as your son for twenty three years. 
He didn't even know how old he really was. Like, you ain't just keep up a lie. You kept up a bold one. Yo, that is kind of wild. <laughs> that nigga didn't know he was 23. He thought he was 18. That nigga thought he was three years younger than what he was. Like, God damn, dog. Yo, I'm never going to forgive them for trying to get that over on us, by the way. Like, it's certain shit that we what's let so, power just walk away with. What's so funny, we was right the whole time. Yeah. And we was caught on. We was right the whole time. Yeah. We were like, yo, this, you know, he's too old to be in ninth grade. Like, come on, son. Like, like well, not ninth grade. N- to be a freshman or whatever. Yeah, no, he was. He was 23. <laughs> and when the fuck did ever. What? What? Hold on. When did ever get drafted? <laughs> Why he having signing parties? <laughs> like, this nigga was never the code on the court, right? <laughs> it was Zeke. Zeke was the nigga from school getting drafted, bro. And what season ended. And start like how we had to draft. <laughs> Y'all yo, still playing yo. basketball? No, 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 no. It's the draft and it's snow on the ground. <laughs> oh, you know what? My cousin mentioned something to me though about last week. What's that? So he almost threw up when he watched this shit. Oh shit! Um, how the how they came over and folded up Zeke's jersey and handed it to Monet like she like he was in the service. He said that was mad oh, disrespectful wow. Wow. because, granted. Last week I was at a funeral where yeah. that actually happened, and they did wrap up the the um, the American flag and hand it to him. Now he did, he yeah. passed the nitro causes, but he served. You know what I'm saying the military, and yeah. for folks who have actually served or have to gone through that, man, don't wrap that weak ass basketball jersey and do it like. I get what y'all was doing. It's my aunt flag right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right there. Bro. I get what y'all was doing. Yeah. But like that is kind of dis- well, that, that is disrespectful though. That's definitely not the way y'all need to be doing. Because it's people dog. who who actually you know yeah who earned that sort of honor right? Yeah. This not a, this this is not one of those rituals or or ceremonies that you should take lightly because ain't yeah. nothing about that light. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. No, I I, I told totally my that. uncle was murdered. That happened again. Yeah. He did the 21, or not the 21 gun salute. I forget whatever the other number was. Yeah. And then they, you know, did the full thing. Like, that's not for basketball. Yeah, Come yeah. On. That ain't for play play. Yeah, that, um, that's not for the play play. Salute to Cuz for, for bringing that up. Because I wouldn't have thought about it, but I definitely understand it. Again, I got my aunt when she passed. Like, it's a whole thing, bro. Like, and he served. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. My aunt Mary, rest in peace to her. Same thing, dog. And, like, she, when you serve and you lose people. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, you know yeah. That's, a, that's a that's a different thing. Yeah, no, I I could see that hitting a, a whole audience, oddly. Like, wait, what? And I know you niggas, you didn't pack out the entire facility for Zeke's memorial. Maybe you did for Zeke's memorial. Yo, fam, I rewatched that episode, bro. Tariq's speech was terrible. That was not a good speech. Like they were tired. He started that, talking about himself. Uh, they were tired that nigga jersey. <laughs> Then they they got him in the Raptors. Yo. How did Diana pull this off, bitch? You don't even go here yet, fam. You're literally you're a transfer student who never started at St. John's. I'm still tripping that they got Diana um, living with Braden's sister. By the way, like she live in a little Weston apartment on campus. And how did Braden's little sister end up being like Braden's age, fam? Somehow, and in, in the same classes that he should be in, fam. And how come him and Tariq ain't got no class together? Man. Well, Brayden ain't in school no more now. But last year, last two years, they never had. Why ain't Brayden? Why was he in that little Kawhi class? Yo, what's funny is now the class they in. So when I rewatch episode one, it's just I think Studies. it was called like American. Was it? It was called like American something. But it, it ain't canonical studies. 
It's just about America, nigga. And it's like, yo. Let me see if I can canonical spell that shit. <laughs> yo. Y'all niggas uh, said y'all looked up loquacious, but nobody said they looked up oh, canonical. You spell it just how you, how it sounds. Canonical studies. It says canonical studies meanings. Okay, let's find out. Canonical criticism is a relatively new approach to biblical studies. Mm. Are they talking about shit that's within canon and not in canon? Because, you know, there's... This is about biblical shit. What is canonical mm. studies? Relatively new approach for the Bible st- Man they just found a word And threw that shit in that motherfucker Cause ain't shit about this The closest they might even got to like Biblical references was when they was talking about Like morality Which they're also back on this year Like Yo this was September 14th 2020 what oh, So this f- a new word What the fuck is canonical studies <laughs> I'm serious I mean seriously what is it I've never heard this in my life and I can't find anything on it it's not a thing Then it says top answer Made up for plot <laughs> Yo So canonical definition Something that's canonical It follows a principle or rule Usually in religious or church related situations It is also used in math Like so Oh so this was supreme mathematics So a lot of people say this Now in, revol- in regards to Marvel Or DC mm. Like um, oh that's not canon that's not the main story. Mm-hmm. This is a mm-hmm. portion of. So, like in the Bible, uh, the book of Yasher, um, Jubilee, and the book of Enoch, those three Bibles are, I mean, those three books of the Bible are not, quote unquote, considered canon or they're the lost books of the Bible because they're about the same stuff written by such and such, but it's not in there. Like yeah. you have, like that DC, like a DC Spider Man movie. It's yeah. not Marvel canon. Right, right. Like stuff like that. So canonical studies made up for a plot. Yeah, that's what it sounded like, dog. That's probably why they changed it to American whatever the fuck the name of this class I, is. I, apparently, a lot of people been, like, searching. And Yo, I'm still laughing. Again, this is episode one, but I'm still laughing at um, the teacher. Shout out to Keisha Sharp coming in there saying... Yo, 300 people applied to be in this class, but I handpicked the 25 of you. And then I looked at Diana, Braden's sister, and Effie, who all just got there, nigga. What is canonical lecture? Canonical lecture, if you want to expand literary horizons, you might be thinking about checking out a few canonical works. Literature that has been a tremendous impact on the course of human history and p- what this fucking ad? I hate shit like this. Uh, and people spend their entire career studying how literature has both impacted, reflected human culture. This is more close to to what they do in that class. Okay. To better understand the impact of literature, it is helpful you to divide it into different periods and different stuff. But this is talk about literary canon and literature, yeah. not necessarily. Well, I guess they was talking about. They definitely was talking about uh, literary works in that yeah. class for sure. Um, let's talk about uh, yo, my homegirl randomly. I'm going on my fucking uh, some I saved on Instagram for the pod. I saw one of my homegirls' name and she got doctor in her name. She's not a doctor, bro. Like yo, she do makeup. Shout out to one of my uh, I don't know internet friends. Uh, for years and years, they their their Instagram and their Twitter and their social name is it has DJ on it. Okay, they're not a DJ. Fam, fam. She's literally said, "I just thought that shit sounded cool." So, 
It's like, yo, my name is DJ Assault. I've never assaulted anybody, and I'm not a DJ. <laughs> like, I have a homeboy with the exact same shit. It's the DJ shit. But the homie who got the doctor shit in there, this is one of my bros' ex-wives. So now I'm looking like, okay, I kind of understand the divorce a little bit more. Because <laughs> she lying, dog. She full of shit, bro. All right. Back to power, man. So um, we was talking about Zeke. Davis came and paid Monet a visit. Told her, yo, I've been looking into the Zeke shooting, man, trying to figure out who killed him. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Closest theory that the cops got is that because him and Mecca died in the same night, they probably was killed by the same nigga. She Monet like, know this wrong. Like, nigga, I killed Mecca. <laughs> she really wanted to admit the shit right there. Like, bro, and that's wrong as fuck. Because that's her lawyer. And attorney kind privilege I mean he couldn't do nothing He'd with be it. like Hey my nigga I killed that motherfucker Find me another one And Davis You represent shady motherfuckers You wouldn't judge me nigga And I'm not paying you For knowing this information You know what time it is But He didn't fucking help her dog Um, So who do we get to help? Kane Lorenzo got him to help Cause Kane came telling Lorenzo Hey nigga Here go this work To move for Noma And Lorenzo said Bitch I'm not selling drugs For you or Noma I'm not Noma, living nigga. in his house And I'm not selling No drugs for them Well bitch Where y'all Where your plug at Fam The fact that Let's talk about Lorenzo For a minute Like real shit The Tejadas were presented As a family right Like a drug Family like mob type family Right Y'all niggas is a fuck Y'all the fucking St. Patrick's Far as I know Of Queens Even though the St. Patrick's Was from Queens And y'all apparently Never heard of ghosts But whatever You came out of prison Was getting shit done In prison too Was getting oh, Nigga you was calling plays In prison But you came home Dumb as fuck And you can't get a plug What they doing With Lorenzo character dog Even You not even fucking With the nigga That you raised in the game Fam why you can't get uh, Mike from the wood To give you a brick not even on consignment. You just want it and not to pay him 60% on profits. <laughs> like, nigga, I don't, I'll don't. i buy the brick. I'm just not giving you what I make on that it, bro. That's crazy. Like, nigga, what kind of OG is you that you can't hustle no more? You're not. To the point that your son is bringing you work from an African Brit. And why do you have a dick tattooed on your neck? I mean, come on. Let's talk about the real shit. So, like, you every, see they tried to make it look more like an hourglass? Like, so you mean to tell me every day... Five o'clock in the morning and set whatever you call that shit. They keep putting this they shit on his neck. They paint a dick on your neck. Every time. You got a <laughs> dick on your neck. <laughs> like golly. And you're bro. letting them put the dick on your neck. Man. And the dick getting bigger on your neck. Man. Your neck ain't getting bigger. Yo, it's, it's a wild time to be a Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous is turning in his grave right now, dog. Fabulous turning in them <laughs> jeans and that cuff, nigga. Oh. Fab is turning in them cuffs, and nigga. And them buddy leaves, nigga. Yo, all right, let's look up Berto Cologne, nigga. Nope, he doesn't have a fucking. That's that's Lorenzo. He does not have a dick on his neck in real life. <laughs> that is a wild statement. No, because the only reason that I was going to be okay with him having a dick on his neck, if that was his real tattoo. Well, Asia said that. <laughs> We're not doing nothing Asia said. We are never letting her pod opinions come on our pod, bro. We just not doing it. Yo, him with no facial hair is wild. That's him? That nigga look like the dick on his neck. <laughs> Yo. That nigga look like powder. You remember that movie? Powder. <laughs> Shout out to John Travolta. Man, dog. Yeah, that movie was fucking amazing. This nigga look like an elbow. That nigga looks white. This nigga look like a condom. Like when you like just undo yeah. a condom, that's he giving me that condom vibe, dog. <laughs> like this no bullshit. He looks like a chicken. 
<laughs> like when they didn't rip the Same. hair off of him, like he he legit it's like a it's, it's like a beak. Yeah, no, nah, he 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 needed the beard bad, bro. For sure, <laughs> that beard saved that nigga. Yo, Berto Cologne, <laughs> he looked like a, a Puerto Rican Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, right here for sure, yeah. nigga. Yeah, put that nigga in plaid. Yeah, um, yo, and was oh look at him with the vest. Oh, that's him all day. Yeah, nah, that's Stone Cold all day, nigga How you say Stone Cold in Spanish? I'm about to say, because Stone Cold said so <laughs> Trace, <laughs> oh no, Trace Trace Sincorse Yeah, yeah <laughs> 316 Yeah Say, nigga, I don't know Vinta 20, nigga, I don't fucking <laughs> Oh, oh go, shit Let me go on my meme My video <laughs> meme bag <laughs> I had to grab that dog Let me go on my video meme Woo shit Alright Um I don't even know where he was at Let's keep Keep the shit going yo Um let's talk about the little switch up dog So Reek thought He was gonna intern for Tate Why is Tate on here? Like what is his character gonna do bro? <laughs> yo I'm not doing that again <laughs> We just did that on the last pod I'm not doing that again <laughs> Who are these niggas? <laughs> <laughs> we need to stay away from these niggas. Dog. 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 Oh. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to the legend, Tommy. <laughs> Yo, that is the funny. Who is these niggas? Fam. The amount of times I send this to niggas. <laughs> Cause why, dog? Oh man. Yo. And fuck it, cause we here. Now look. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that. <laughs> Yo, all right. We clowning. We clowning. All right. Back to the drugs, nigga. Reek thought he was going fucking intern for Tate. He thought this shit was going to help his image. Because he told Braden, like, look, nigga, you got fucking, you admitted to selling the drugs, and I'm still having to clean up shit, bro. My image is the one fucked up, not yours. So I'm going to do this internship for Tate and make myself look respectable again, even though Tate is shady politician. <laughs> Hey, like this nigga. Um, <laughs> I already know what clip that is. <laughs> Yo, Tariq showed up for his first day at this job, and, and was like, "Uh, you uh, you got rid of me." He was like, "Well, <laughs> Yo, like, what is you niggas talking about, man?" <laughs> Dog, like, that nigga Bruce Chandra was at. <laughs> No, the fuck we didn't. <laughs> like I thought we agreed it, bro. No, the fuck. Bruce Andre was literally sitting at that nigga desk, like uh, I think he in the meeting. <laughs> like you on a call, nigga. What can I do for you? She was like, I'm making bank for Tate. And that nigga was like, Wait, you the intern? Yo, I don't like how Reek talk. Maybe that's my problem. He a Kentucky nigga doing a, a New York accent, and it's pissing he me off. He seems so up. Like so When I watch him On his little YouTube joints yeah. And his little podcast with, He be having with, fun With like he He's relaxed yeah. And this one he be like I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry Mr. Davis And, and you know and Sometimes he'll start talking With that shit You know yeah. what I'm saying But like Y'all can let him Like be likable or Fam, something Man My favorite fucking meme And I'm throwing it in the six pack this week That shit said Hold on let me find it That shit said <laughs> All Tariq does Is sit in class and restate exactly what the professor says back to them. Professor, Tariq, how do you feel about the theory of principle? Tariq, well, isn't principle itself a theory? <laughs> <laughs> professor, great point, Tariq. 
So then I saw that meme, and on the rewatch of this episode, the clip of them in fucking class had me crying. Listen to your boy, dog. Rashad, Steven. Greed. So my question for you is, in this nation of haves versus have-nots that worship at the Church of Capitalism, what is the lie between need and greed? My man Gandhi said that shit way before climate change and overpopulation started popping off. Rashawn just right. And with increasingly limited resources, making sure you have as much as possible for you and your family is need. Nothing greedy about it. Well, what about our moral obligations to other humans? about corporate responsibility. When morality comes up against profit, it is seldom profit that loses. Nice pull, Miss Morales. Now, do you agree with her? Mm. Not that it's right, but that it's fact, yeah. Life is kill or be killed. Same goes for America. Greed is just another word for growth. The bigger you get, the more you have. The more you have, the more you need. It's the law of nature. I should point out, that's also the philosophy of a cancer cell. Whoa. <laughs> Yo, who's going to be the nigga that kills the TA? I don't like Because that's going to be my favorite character of the show. He's also 29. Fam, like, you a TA and you you should be the professor, nigga. Um, you got work experience, bro. All I want to say about these classroom scenes. This bitch is not all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm mad. <laughs> Because I've been bucked up about this bitch. This bitch is regular. <laughs> That's it, nigga. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, bro. Um, but they're so they didn't do it quite as much during the first episode, but they definitely try to do it strong this week. The whole like weave in of the classroom scene to what's happening in the show. Um, need versus greed. Dog. All these niggas is greedy. <laughs> Yo, the guy said, uh, I fuck around and do a whole podcast of video beeps. Y'all leave me alone. Yo, dog. Um, all these niggas is greedy. Everybody has what they need and they still trying to fucking get more. I wonder how much money Tariq has made by selling drugs that he didn't actually get to keep. Fam. Because I don't know that. Davis got four million of it, minimum. He has not kept any of the things. He have kept no money. Man, man. Um, I wanted because at least with Reek, we know the lawyers, um, the Tahat mad niggas been sticking Reek up for paper, nigga. It's just Davis, nigga. I ought to been killed, Davis. Fam, why don't Effie have money from drug sales? Because you were selling drugs at Princeton or Yale, wherever you went before you came here. I want to ask Effie what she want to do when she grew up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you, what's your major? Like, what you want to be when you grow up? Because like, I, I don't understand. And who the fuck knew her last name was Morales? You ain't you ain't a real Puerto Rican out here, nigga. Go on somewhere before I put Rob Silva on you. Um, Rob, do you know Epps? I know. Hey, so I'm gonna go ask Lorenzo. I want to know who know Effie, nigga. I feel like Rob know a nigga just like Lorenzo too. Oh, for sure. Like I hate that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, Rob for sure know a, a whole ass nigga who came home and couldn't get on with nigga. a dick on his neck. <laughs> That's that, I can't get over that. Why'd y'all do that? Like huh? y'all are purposely putting the worst tattoo in the world on this nigga neck every week, and uh, somehow we'll put the camera angle right in the spot that you can see it. Yo, no, nah, fuck that. I gotta. It's gonna fuck around. Be the artwork this week. Oh, I already got the artwork. Hold on, nigga. <laughs> Come on. <dog. laughs> this is the scariest picture I ever seen on the internet, nigga. That's, Yo. The, that's a the, the bizarro world of. Uh, 
T the BMF. <laughs> um, yo, not only is Lorenzo the fucking worst like former felon trying to get back in the streets, nigga in the world, he's also a horrible dad, bro. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know how bad of a dad he is? Who? Lorenzo. Oh, yeah. This is how bad of a dad this nigga is. Kane know that every time he say, yo, Kane, like, why you fuck this up? Like, why you do that? <laughs> Kane, come back, B. Well, shit. Drew probably wherever. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, like, know, you know, the single funniest thing in this whole fucking shit was when they said, they said it was a boy head nigga. <laughs> With the, with, the, with, with a with large a, collar <laughs> With a bunch of zippers on it Yo immediately If I never fucking seen Paul Before this episode I'd have been like Yo that was them niggas dad From earlier right <laughs> That nigga said With a big ass collar yo, And a whole bunch of zippers yo, on it dog. Cause off top If he didn't say bald head Kane would or Kanan would have been back in the mix. Now I'd have been like, wait, they got Kanan on Power Ghost? Because that's the only other nigga with big collars and zippers, dog. So it was two possible niggas. Yo, that was fucking funny, dog. Um so when Lorenzo sent Kane, Lorenzo was like, look, nigga, you want to make your fucking mama happy? You want to get back in my good graces? Go out here and figure out who killed Zeke. He thinking he's sending him on a dummy mission because bitch, I killed Zeke. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Why? Nigga, go out there and find out who killed your brother. Nigga didn't realize Kane was actually going to find it out. That <laughs> Idiot. Nigga, that nigga looked over at that box of evidence. Like, mm. Yo, that nigga went. First of all, hold up. Let's rewind. Drew got jumped. Drew got punched one time in the face. And that and nigga's whole face was swollen <laughs> up and red. That shit was scratched. I'm like, damn, Drew. That nigga spit in his face. That shit was Yeah, I ain't like that. I ain't like that. Like, I didn't like, bro. Like, you can simulate the split, but, like, it hit him on the Yeah, don't don't spit on me, bro. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. He he said, that's for Everett, nigga. Don't don't do that to me, And I thought the niggas was in the closet. (laughs) No, the niggas, they at the uh, apartment building with it. Yelling out, no, but I want you. (laughs) I want you. I got you. I was gonna be there for you last night. Yo, yo, if you invite me to your your draft signing party before you move to Oklahoma City and I don't show up because I get beat up and you got mad at me, yeah, I don't want to go with you no more, bro. That nigga didn't turn his head to look at him not yeah, once. Bro. He was like, I know. You got beat up by them same niggas, whooped your ass. Yo, again. why he asked him if them was the same niggas? Yes, yes it was. was. <laughs> nigga, it was fucking GTG. It was that daddy <laughs> shit. <laughs> They uncle, like God, yo, them GTG damn. niggas, like bro. First of all, yo, that nigga spray painted GTG on his back, and then made sure that little the thing <laughs> in his said, G- "Let me make sure he think this a G and not I a want C." A, yeah, yeah, I don't want no GTC. I want them niggas think this a GTC. Them <laughs> <laughs> get that cash, niggas. Uh, no, I don't want them think that the uh, the the C stand for collective. <laughs> no, we gotta know this is a game. Oh, that nigga said. I was out of town when y'all killed Lil Guap. Now I'm back, bitch ass nigga. Then he took his chain. For what? I don't know. Oh, cause dad told him to. <laughs> I forgot. He hired him. Yeah, that nigga thought he nigga. This was Renzo this. thought he did. He said, "Hmm, let me find that Guap nigga that's bald headed with a jacket with a large collar and zippers." I seen this work. Well, I seen somebody try to do this shit in New York. 
Send somebody to rob him And beat somebody To send a message Oh shit Then Tupac took his guns out <laughs> That's the yo, last time Yo But then like After True got jumped And then after Everett told him Fuck off Kane was supposed to Fucking go uh, Kill the Trainer nigga For them or whatever Right But he was Busy finding out who jumped Drew and shit So They text Drew like Hey we can't get in touch with Kane We need you <laughs> Why Drew killed Dog With an attitude on him and shit Like he was really mad Cause Everett said Don't call me no more nigga. I like that Kane went back To season one Episode one Kane When he was doing The halfway karate Punch you in Yeah 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 you He got, throat he got niggas out of here I also thought that was The most unbelievable kill Like really you, you just went in the warehouse and pow, pow, hey, I'm going to beat you up, nigga. I just shot them, but I'm going to beat you up, hit you in the throat, knock you out, drag you back to my mama bar. Yo, Kane was established season one, episode one. Or That's one of them first niggas. Season. And, like, I just don't understand how so many people talk disrespectful to him. Like, he does He's a serial killer. Man. That's fact. That nigga went to kill the, the professor, but Tariq got to him first. <laughs> that nigga was about to kill a kill. And um, the fact that he mad that Brayden wanted to kill somebody, like, my nigga, that's how I met you. Yeah, that's what you be on, bro. Um, hold on. <laughs> Actually, Louie been getting more and more loquacious since she left Unc for that old huzzy woman <laughs> with her funky ass. <laughs> yeah, I love the Facebook group, dog. Um, so Kane went, beat up the niggas that uh, jumped his brother or whatever. He took Dog back. Nigga said, yo, man, this the nigga that jumped Drew. Lorenzo was like, yo, if he jumped Drew, he had to be the nigga that killed Zeke. Kane was like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I'm thinking it's probably a different nigga, but he for sure jumped Drew, nigga. Found Drew chain on him and shit. Like, like that don't even make a lot of sense. Like. That nigga said, "We being what he say." We, What's so funny is when, when he heard him say it was a a, a light skinned bald head nigga. Yeah, and he went and found another old nigga with a bald head. No, Lorenzo knew what the fuck was going on, nigga. He went and found his fucking doppelganger out here, dog. Um, the nigga also said, "Yo, he had Drew Chain on <laughs> with Zeke ring on it." Fam, Drew was not wearing that chain with a ring on it, bro. Like that just that wasn't a thing, bro. It it didn't come like that. That just you could have asked Drew if that's how he wore his chain. It wasn't, nigga. So you just magically found it like that on dog. Come on, son. And I'm just gonna keep it that way too. Come on, I'm just son. gonna keep it on me. So that nigga Lorenzo was like, "No, nah, man, he for sure killed Zeke." And then when they seen the chain, Monet turned around, <laughs> shot dog forty times in the bar. The whole time, a nigga uh, came looking like. Dad, you I know you full of shit. You ever bro. seen a nigga lying to other people and you know they and lying? you know they lying? Yeah, nigga, Boy, daily. That be daily. Like, shit, that's half my Facebook timeline. I just be knowing y'all niggas is lying. Like, come on, man. But Monet is now absolved of Zeke's murder, right? Because she thinks she got the nigga that did it. And Kane was like, "Hey, nigga, I'm gonna let her believe that because that's my mom, and I want her to not be fucking upset about this shit. And I know it's gonna make her a lot more upset if I, I tell her you did it, nigga. After that shit was over, then I would tell the truth. So. They said he was a such and such and such with a joint. Nigga, that was you. Man, man. <laughs> Let's, um, I want to go to that scene where Kane talking to that nigga. Because I want to ask a question about it. Um, God damn it. <laughs> Yo, I'm still mad. Effie tried to get all fucking 
course perfect. It's good work tonight. I think we'll all rest easier now that this motherfucker got what he deserved. Yep. So you got that tail light fixed? Yeah, man, a while ago. What's up, gang? You good? Hell yeah. Never been better. Because <laughs> I know you killed Zeke. What the fuck are you talking about? You just loaded up Zeke's killer into your car. Well, they may have bought that shit, old man, but not me. Come on, man. You sent me to do a fucking job. I did it. So what are you saying? You're sounding all kind of crazy right now, Kane. Sounding all crazy, huh? You had all these fucking months to find Zeke's killer. But I had no fucking problem finding Mecca's pilot. And you know what he saw the night of the shooting? Say he saw the bald guy, dark jacket, broken taillight. That was you, motherfucker. Slow your fucking roll, Kane. Zeke never wore that ring. I even double-checked that shit on his IG. So there was no way it was on him when he got got. I'm guessing it was in that box of his shit when they can't bring herself to open. But what really did it for me was the fucking look on your face when I go out and said he was hired to jump Drew. <laughs> All that time inside, you think I have a better fucking poker face. You stole Zeke's ring. You set up this nigga to jump my brother. Then you planted that shit when you paid him off. How else would he know Drew was the one that killed little Guap? Had to be somebody in the family. But the one thing I cannot figure out is why. You got me all fucked up, game. How about I run all this by Monet, see what she It was a fucking nah, mistake. A fucking mistake? Yeah, it was. I fucked up. I thought your mother was... Zeke was in Mecca's car, getting into Mecca's jet, so I thought he was Mecca. I was doing what I need to do to protect our family like I always will. But I would never, never hurt your mother like that, man. That's even more stupid and pathetic than I thought. Get the fuck off me, man. All this time you thinking I'm not ready for the fucking throw? But you weren't ready for me. And now that I know the truth, I fucking own you! So, this normal way we talked about earlier, you're gonna move it. See you at the house. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the fact <laughs> You know what's so funny though? That was my <laughs> That was my favorite scene. And I thought uh, that Kane bodied that shit. And he, I felt like genuine joy for him when he said, like, fucking on you. Because he been dealing with your shit for a while. You know what I'm saying? I you ain't beat love the that delivery you on beat, the fucking on you. He, you beat that nigga the fuck up when he came to see you and shit. Like, all that shit you did to him. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he deserved that, though. Yeah, I yeah. could fucking kill you, my nigga. Because I was going to kill you last season. Here's the thing, though. If I'm dead, nigga, I'll I could kill you, up. too, nigga. Yeah. Like... Monet's gonna Monet will destroy that nigga. Well, here's the like thing. you not you about can't to kill two of her kids. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> come on, like, you you kill both her oldest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you just killed the ghetto twins. Nigga. Oh shit, uh, they definitely some Irish twins, dog. Um, but uh, I I I just was like, yeah, and the whole idea that you're not gonna sell drugs because they was they was somehow associated with Mecca. Well, and, his whole thing, he was like, yo. 
I ain't forget that you and Mecca plotted to kill me last year. No, nigga, or a couple months ago. Nigga, I told him let's do that, but my plan was never to do that. My Man. plan was to how it was. Yeah. Um but, but it well, was no, no, no. Kill you. But like he don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He don't know the thing. Cause Monet's plan was for Kane not to really kill you. Yeah. But Kane was prepared to kill you. He didn't want to kill you, but Monet convinced him that he needed to, but he didn't know that that wasn't the plan. Um, yo, man, I like the little power that, that Kane now has over Lorenzo, but I didn't love the, I fucking own you. And the reason I didn't, because Rock from fucking Power Kanan delivered a way better I own you, nigga, when she was talking to Lou in that one scene, dog, where she made that nigga cry. But yeah, but that was a more of a, I always owned you. That was that was the, the facts. Same wording, whatever. And I would I would I would nod to that one. Yeah, that's a more serious show. But um, it was two different owns. What he was a little animated. Eyes got a little too big for me. But I am happy that he got this power over over Lorenzo now because he needed a leg up on his dad for and, once. And I think he, I think I, I I think he'd take him in a fist fight. He for fam, I don't know. I'm not fighting a nigga with a dick on his neck. So I'm, I'm hey, bro, you got it, you got it, brother, you got it. So all that time in prison, I thought you would have had a better better poker poker face, face. nigga, for real. Also thought you would have got a better tattoo, nigga. It's a prison tattoo. My prison tat mark is pretty low, so indicative the type of shit you was on. (laughs) Indicative, (laughs) indicative. Um, other shit that happened on this episode, real quick, man. Uh, Detective Whitman. The white dude, Detective Whitman, pulled over Monet. He let her know, "Yo, I know you think that Zeke was like all loving and he loved being your son or nephew or whatever the fuck you had him thinking, but actually, when Carrie committed suicide, Zeke came to me and told me I need to write that off so quick because it could have been a murder involving yo ass, nigga." She was like, "Zeke told you that? Yeah, bitch. He didn't like you no more. You killed his girlfriend." Like sorry Ain't no loyalty After you kill my girl And make it look like a suicide But we don't know That's what happened No Zeke did go tell that nigga that No I'm saying We don't know how she died Oh what I could have embarrassed you so much That you jumped at that motherfucker And hung yourself But he got Monet thinking That she was implicated Cause Zeke did implicate her Cause for me Shout out to Mary J. Blige How the fuck you get her body up there Fam, you want to talk about the least believable power death? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was so, Mary J getting a dead body into a fucking noose? So now she could have pointed the gun at her and said, "Yo, get your ass up there and do this." I don't even think she that raw though. Like Monet ain't can Monet comes off like mad at the world, not mad at people. Like she ain't really gave me like like yeah, like she'll kill the nigga she thought killed Zeke, but like that shit would carry. I don't know, dog. I, I'm not buying the way she killed her. Because Monet seemed like the top that I popped a gun. She don't seem like, let me think of a way to make it look like you committed. That ain't her MO when it come to murder. Yeah, but I'm also trying to murder you. Because if I can just murder you, then then Zeke going to think I did it. But Man. if I if I make it look somewhere, but then we I back can, to okay, how you get her hung up on a ten foot ceiling? Yeah, so I'm her, not 100%. her dead weight we body. Get, we possibly will get a flashback. It might happen, dog. Um, they clearly not done with it because Detective Whitman, like, hey, that was my hoe too, nigga. So that like, wasn't just Zeke. Like Whitman, do you have an actual job though? I don't know. His eyes is less coked out this season, though. The two, three times they showed him this episode, he seemed like normal face, which I ain't mad at. But he put a lot of plays together, though. He told the DA chick, like, hey, you spending all this time looking at fucking Tariq? He ain't the head of no shit, nigga. Look at the crime family that's dead in front of you, nigga. 
She was connected directly to Mecca, who we know was a federal informant that sold dope on behalf of the fucking government, nigga. Like, if she was connected to him, who you think Tariq worked with, nigga, or worked for? Fucking Monet, nigga. Think about it, bro. Um, Where's Lorenzo P.O.? Why he ain't checking up? Like... Nigga, you fresh out of prison, niggas is getting killed around you. I should probably be at your house right now figuring out what the fuck's going on, man. Um, Real quick before we go, man, a couple questions for you power-related, bro. Um, Who do you think is going to kill the TA? Because I think he's dying. Because they're showing too much of him for him not to die. Well, they showing so much of him because he's going to fuck. Because he's going to fuck Deanna, yeah, Diana, yeah. for sure. I don't know that he dies because I don't know that he's ever going to get... Like involved in a level that could threaten everything. Yeah, he could get beat up or some shit because if he try to step out of line with yeah. Tariq or somebody, he throw a gun in his face. Like, bitch, you don't know what the fuck is going on here. Facts. But I don't know that he ever gets to a level. I don't know. Not saying it yeah, can't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know he ever gets to a level where he's about to tail. Yeah. Or well, here's the thing. I may kill dogs, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you that little nugget. You know what I'm saying? We walk away with that. Um, other question for you: How long before? Diana makes shit hot between Reek and Effie because she she sneak watching them all over the fucking campus. Yeah, nigga. One point two five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last question for you, dog, because I still don't think even with Kane having a fucking aha moment on his dad, how long before Monet finds out that Lorenzo killed Zeke? I don't think they wait to the end of the season to get there, bro. I hope not. I I think by like episode seven, Monet should know that Lorenzo killed Zeke, if not a bit sooner than that, bro. I think. Well, what's gonna happen is Tariq is gonna find out, and Tariq is gonna tell her. Because he's been the only one keeping the buck with her the whole time. Facts. And he go. It's gonna be some shit where she want him to do, and then she gonna say he gonna say that, and then then they gonna be cool again, and you know how that shit go. Yeah, man. Very um very interested to see where they go with some of these plots. Um, they're trying to set it up where Tariq somehow, some way, even in the shit he's not directly connected to, is still gonna be the fucking suspect for shit that's going down. Um, real quick, what are they trying to do with fucking Method Man and Red Man? Cause why they keep mentioning his brother getting out and the fucking his liver fucked up and all that. Like, what's the purpose? So at some point, Sax is gonna realize that Davis was the person who committed the crime that his brother is in there mm, for. Mm. And when Sax does that, I think Davis is going to ultimately end up killing Sax. Well, Sax already realized that Davis be talking to fucking Monet on a burner phone because yeah. he called that nigga and he fucking got Monet number off that bitch and she answered. Now, why the fuck would you call that phone? Fam, not only why would you call, but Monet, why you answering the burner saying names like, what you want, Davis? Damn, I don't even want you to know that it's me. If it's a burner phone and only has one number in it, why the fuck would you call yeah, it? Yeah, like just you copy should, the number. And then trace the shit. Or, hey, copy it and call it from another phone. Don't call it from his burner. Now you making they shit hot. He was like, yeah, you called me last night. No, the fuck no I, I didn't. didn't. Like, fuck is you on, nigga? And now it's fucking beef in the streets. Hey, man, a lot happened. They setting up a lot of shit. I can definitely see this season continuing to be entertaining. Um, but uh, there's a there's just a few things I want them to go ahead and hurry up and get to. And Dave, nah, and uh, like Tate, you got to win the governors or whatever the fuck you trying to, the councilman seat. Or like, what is your role in this show? 
Yeah, yeah, they gotta they gotta find a place for Tate, and it can't be overseeing Bruce Andrea internship. And like, I did like him and Braden working together to swap. <laughs> no, no, it was not Doctor Umar. Um, I liked. Braden and Tate working together to swap out Reek's internship and the fact that Braden didn't make it hot. He just said, hey, nigga, I need Reek for some other shit, but I got a perfect person to fucking swap him out. Here go Bruce. She need a great opportunity. Like, Braden really was my MVP of the episode, but I fuck with Kane too. Um, so, yeah, man, a lot more to come, a lot more going on. Y'all already know what it is. Hit us up this week in culture across all the socials. This week in culture pod at gmail.com for voice notes. Until next week, man, I'm Ant. That's Jay, episode 299. We out. <laughs>